This is Onizan Opa's a fan podcast where we discuss Korean dramas and the actors and actresses in Korean dramas, most especially the leading men of K-dramas, also known as our K-drama boyfriends, also known as Opa's. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onis. I am Susie. And I am Lynn. And we like to start out the episode by acknowledging the provision of the K-drama goodness. So, Suze, to whom would you like to say, Jamma kiss me da? This week, uh, I just want to say thank you to just like the network of information. Okay. Mm. Out there. Okay. So... I feel like back in the day, mm. it was not so much difficult. It's just like things don't come to you so easily and so immediately in terms of like, when are things airing? Mm, mm-hmm. when, which episodes are airing? Mm-hmm. Like, if you are watching it on streaming, like, how far behind are you? Mm-hmm. You know, because there used to be a little bit of a lag between when it's airing and when it's streaming and now it's like simultaneous almost yeah you know so it's it's much easier but here's i have a, like a few friends who are and we will talk about this in a minute more who really went into perfect marriage revenge mm-hmm. right so i was like i'm very excited i think last time i i talked about this as well like, as soon as it's done, I'm going to go binge that sucker and enjoy and be able to talk about it with my friends. Yeah. And then I was with a friend last week and we were talking about it and she was very excited about me starting and finishing and like just catching up because she was like, oh, goodness, I'm so ready to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, oh, wait, is it like this week is the end? You know, how many episodes is it is it 16 or 12 and I was like you know I think it's this week is the end because I'm seeing different things that are indicating so and then you could just like go on the internet and go yes this is you know it's only 12 episodes and it's airing this weekend and I was like look how fast that happened yeah like you didn't have to like wait or like go home and boot up your computer to like find information but how just the information highway is so fast, yeah. so immediate, and can help you in an instant. So thank you. Progress. Progress. Progressing? Progressive? Like, <laughs> what? Progress. Thank you, progress. Huzzah for thank you, progress. progress. Thank you, progress. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so funny. So... Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think it's so easy to uh, to take for granted that, you know, we're like entitled to this information, right? Because it's so, mm-hmm. you know, we're so used to knowing things instantly. And uh, uh-huh. it's definitely worth, worth acknowledging that, like, it hasn't always been that way. And we are not entitled to that. So... Mm-hmm. It's nice to know. Excellent. Um, well, what about you? Well... I, we haven't talked about this on the pod because, I mean, if you have listened to any amount of this podcast, you know that we generally tape episodes way far in advance. This is probably about as close to the, like, up to the moment as you will get because this mm-hmm. episode is going to air in just over two weeks from when we're recording it. Um, but mm-hmm. generally, 
when we're not traveling internationally, we've recorded episodes, you know, way far in advance. So I have a little bit more time to edit them than like one week. Uh, anyway, so we haven't talked about this on the pod because it was something that was going on like within, within the past few weeks. But I did want to mention it now that it's over that we participated on Instagram in a fundraiser slash uh, awareness event for the American mm. Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And mm. uh, and we partnered together with some of our K friends on Instagram. You'll remember from our PPL episode that we did, our K community episode that we did, um, we had all these people on that episode. There was Na from K-Drama Bingo and Sarai from K-Drama Cafe Podcast, Lola from Her Pops Off on K-Drama's podcast, and then Nas from The Swoon Diaries podcast. Um, we collaborated with all of them, but that's a little misleading because really Na from K-Drama Bingo did the lion's mm. share of the work. She did a huge, huge amount of work. And the fundraiser was a success. We met our goal and not also provided um, prizes. We did a drawing for the people who participated in the event. And so I just wanted to thank mm -hmm. all those people, you know, Nas and Lola and Sarai, and most especially Na for being our mm -hmm. K-drama friends and, you know, letting us be part of such a cool event that, you know, I think d does something really important supporting a, a group, a nonprofit organization that is doing really, really important work. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, thanks. Thanks, friends. Thanks, Chingus. Hey. <laughs> Yay, friends. Uh, so, <laughs> Suze, what mm -hmm. have you been watching in the past two weeks since we recorded last? Well... Here we go. There's a few. <laughs> um, not as as many as I, you know, perhaps could have, but I don't know. This is it's pretty good. It seems like a lot like, I to me. Like I can see your list, I've and it a, seems like a lot. You know, considering I've had a little bit of a drought, and like I feel like mm. the last few catch ups has been like I saw one, mm -hmm. and I continue to see one, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like the same one. <laughs> so. So we both forgot to mention last <laughs> week that we finished W. Right. Well, I mean, in our defense, we finished it right before we before left Iceland. for Iceland, right? Yeah, and then Iceland, Iceland happened, so, and so it felt in the very distant yeah, past. Yeah. yeah, so it's understandable that we forgot. It has no bearing on whether we liked it or not. It's not because it was a forgettable thing. Oh, right. Absolutely no, not. no, no. So... You know, but as it stars our Oni of the Week mm -hmm. on Yuju. So we'll talk about it more later. But yeah, we finished W. I think generally positive feelings about it. Mm -hmm. But we will, again, talk in more detail about it later. Yeah. And then, so this drama I had, it's on my list. I've wanted to watch it, but I had concerns about starting it. And also, like, it's the kind of thing that, I, can't, I need to be in the mood to mm -hmm, watch mm -hmm. it. Um, so this one, I'm borrowing uh, Naz's um, saying that it was calling me. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was calling my name. <laughs> wow. 
I don't know why. I don't know how. Oh, I know how. It randomly, I came across a, just a little clip from TikTok. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, you know, this show has been like off the, you know, has finished a long time ago. So I was surprised to see it. And then it reignited sort of my curiosity mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm going to just start it and see what happens, right? You know that you haven't said what the title of the show is yet. I do know. Okay. Because I'm keeping you in suspense, I mean, this is the most suspense we've ever had on this show, I think. I mean, I know, but the (laughs) listeners have got to be on the edge of their seats. I hope you're not driving. What is it? Right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, It is the glory. So, yeah. So, finally, I have seen the glory what happened was I watched it and then I could not stop. Mm-hmm. So I watched this in two or three days. I, I feel like it was, it was two fast. days from the time that you that you first yeah, messaged think... me. And then like two days later, I was like, how's it going? Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one that I think I also like stayed up late for mm-hmm. it because I just could not stop and et cetera. But I think there was like um, a long weekend in there somewhere mm-hmm. maybe because i i just felt like i had more time to watch it mm-hmm. so i just plowed through it mm-hmm. did not stop mm-hmm. and i am uh 10 out of 10 yeah friends it is incredible it is so good in terms of satisfaction mm-hmm. which is was very important for this kind of show right because a severe terrible injustice has been perpetrated on this young lady and she meticulously planned out how she was going to deal with Mm -hmm. it and everything was very very satisfying and in between you know the thing I like the most I think about it is they did not even attempt any kind of redemption arc Mm -hmm. for the villains right right like They were terrible children. They grew up to be terrible adults. They continued to be a terrible people, did not even think about not being terrible people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that was just who they are, mm-hmm. and they were consistent. And I like that about this story, because then you were not having, like, oh, maybe you shouldn't take revenge. Right, right. Or maybe you right. should, like, let them go because they have a child or whatever. Right, right. No. No, right. there is none of that. Right. And so you can very freely root for our heroine mm-hmm. who is trying to take revenge. And she's doing it in like such a way that you can root for it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That was also like important. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's like nuances you don't expect mm-hmm. in it. And... I would say for those who are apprehensive like I was because of the, you know, violence and stuff, it is the bulk of it is in episode one. Mm. So after that, there are maybe mm, two or three like uh, flashbacks, uh you know, Mm -hmm. of events that you maybe did not see in episode one, like different Mm -hmm, things. mm But it is, you know, like minuscule compared to what happens in gotcha. episode one. And for the most part, they just 
like full speed ahead episode two is here's the revenge plot and then giving you all the information and then like it goes from there Mm -hmm. so um yeah so you know like it is harrowing episode one yeah it is absolutely terrible but this you know the story as a whole is very compelling and like all the different things that happen in between are very compelling Mm -hmm. um and it is i don't know it's just like there's some very very interesting things that happen to people Mm. and then you know her it was it didn't be it became like not just her but then these other people that are in a way, not like directly manipulated by her, but like by the situation mm. to like quote unquote help her. Okay. <laughs> Vague. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like spoil it too much because it is also very satisfying to see things unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the supporting roles, well, she's one of the main roles actually listed, which is correct, um, is Yom Hiran. Mm. who we have seen as supporting in many, many, many things. Um, She has a supporting role in here. And I would also caution, like, she is a victim of domestic abuse. And we do see that a Mm. couple of times. Mm -hmm. And it is difficult. Mm. It is difficult. Um, But she becomes a partner in crime and works with Song Higo's character. And their relationship is very interesting Mm. um and so i really enjoy her very much in this show Mm -hmm. um and sort of like there's different there's several messages of course that are being conveyed in this show and but one of it is as a young person you know Song Hyegyo's character when she was young of course it's everyone knows this is about school bullying she has to go through like all kinds of crazy things and misfortunes and all this stuff, not just the bullying, you know, she has like mm, terrible parents right. and she is basically abandoned to like grow up by herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like in the midst of that, she, you know, it would seem she's like become indifferent to everything else, but that is not the case. And she never forgot sort of like, the basics of being a human being Mm. and how to be a good human being towards other people. Mm -hmm. Like she never forgets that, Mm -hmm. you know, she's not, of course she's not effusively nice to anybody, Mm -hmm. but she is not one to um, forget when she is faced with that challenge of, would you ignore somebody Mm -hmm. in a hardship or not? Mm -hmm. Um, that sort of thing or would you ignore that this person has done something good to you mm-hmm. or not you know so it's very interesting mm-hmm. it's very interesting but I just really really enjoyed it and thought like Lee Do Hyun's character also has like an interesting arc in there um, and her his relationship with Sung Hye Gyo's character is also interesting to explore mm-hmm. and yeah, I really, really liked it. So uh, obviously, here's my question for uh, you: uh, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'll talk more about this later, but apparently my new hobby is like playing solitaire on my phone while the K-drama is on in the background because there's stuff happening that I don't want to watch. Do you think if yeah. I did that for the first episode and maybe put it on like 1.5 speed or just like zipped over parts that were... Like, would I be too confused about, like, I already know, having seen zero minutes of it, that, like, she gets terribly bullied. Like, I already know that. Mm -hmm. So right. how much do you think I would lose if I skipped over a lot? Because I find, I mean, you know this, and I've talked about it before, like, I find bullying particularly egregious mm -hmm. and hard to watch. Right, right. Uh, I feel like you... It'll probably be okay because again they do they will flashback to things you they they think is important for you to remember later on right, like right. when it comes when around it comes like, around yeah oh right remember when this happened mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. they, i think they do that pretty consistently um and i'm trying to think if there's any even like important conversations i think it's no, I think you'll be all right because they will point it out to you later. Mm -hmm. And there was like one instance where I was like, oh, you know, I wish I was paying more attention here. But then it's OK because they will tell you and it's meant to be like you won't really notice that. Oh, gotcha. Right, 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 right. Until it's like a subtle point. Right. Later. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, remember that, mm -hmm. you know, on the side. Right. Or whatever. I was yeah. actually important that as it so turns out. You'll, yeah. You'll be OK. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you might want to just put it on mute. Yeah. Because you know, they don't like gloss it over with music or something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's. Mm hmm. Yeah. Just. I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. in those things, the like having not looked at the screen and mm -hmm. like actually turned the screen away, like sometimes the sound design is almost. No, that's not true. The sound Worse. design is not as bad as the visuals for me like I can deal with the sound design okay. being really squelchy mm -hmm. and vivid if I can't see you mm -hmm. know it's it's more than like mm -hmm. being haunted by the images that I have a hard time with mm -hmm. so anywho yeah. uh that is mm. very very helpful information thank you Suze but I know that is not the end even though you spent two days watching it I know you've watched other things as well Yes. Um, so um, as it also has ended and also in preparation for this episode, I also watched moving like, like immediately after mm -hmm. watching The Glory mm -hmm. Oof. and France. You want to talk about violence and gory mm -hmm. and squelchy sound design. <laughs> uh, this one like wins an award it it wins an award because wow yeah 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 so yeah make no mistake it is very very bloody it's very very um graphic mm -hmm. it's very graphic mm -hmm. um and it's you know if you imagine sort of like superhero comic books that are like leaning into the violence mm. instead of sort of like you know showing you a little bit and right. then it's like a comical or or a wide it's shot not very yeah. graphic right. yeah, yeah like it's not i feel like when you watch marvel movies 
you almost never see blood. Like, it's an afterthought blood. Right, right. Like, nothing is really bloody right. in Marvel. You see, like, somebody scrape their face or whatever, you right. know, or, like, because punches on their mouth or their nose, they'll have blood. Right. But it's not bloody, right? Right, right. Like, I would not call any Marvel movie, like, very violent, actually. No, well, no. Uh, well, and even the the ones that are more violent, it's a whole different aesthetic of violence than yeah. what they have in right. moving. Right. So imagine if it's, like, a Marvel movie, but they really lean into showing you every single, like, stab and punch and right. in between and, like, sort of exaggerated real world consequences of that instead of like a cleaned up version of that right that is like what moving is like yeah you know and you add that with like some people's ability where i don't know they can continuously fight like this right right because they have superpowers <laughs> yeah 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 so we'll talk more about it later but i gave it a nine out of ten mm. just one point deducted for too much blood. Yeah. <laughs> too too much maybe gratuitous stuff. Yeah. So that's that's my I enjoyed it very, very much, you know, at the heart of it. I feel like it's, you know, a a family drama mm. for like all the characters. Um, which does not mean it's... that people should watch it with their children. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that kind, not of, family that kind of family drama. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's about family and it's about, you know, protecting your family and then like what it means to have powers and like how that power gets exploited and like trying to prevent people exploiting your children mm. and, you know, and then also just like perception, right? Mm. So I will explain that in, you know, when we talk about it later, but I really, really loved it and I thought it was like the teenagers in it were so great and then all the all the friends man Ooh, so many so friends many so great many friends. friends oh so many great friends um and so yeah it's also like even though it's that kind of show you know it's an action packed show it it is also an acting tour de force in my opinion almost a la you know to me it's 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 comparable to our blues in a violent way I mean, it's kind of hard to compare it yeah. to our blues, but I, I mean, I understand yeah, what you're saying but on like a performance my, level. Yeah, on my feeling store is it is very like it became like quite similar to our blues, mm -hmm. you know, um, from like all the different stories that like converge into one mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So and just like you know, there's just a lot of interesting things in it that I did not expect. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, moving. Very, I highly recommend it, but with caution. If you do not like blood, this is not for you at all. At all. Right. I will say more about <laughs> that later. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also continued watching Perfect Marriage mm. Revenge. I am, you know, nowhere near close to... Uh, I'm a quarter way through right now, mm -hmm. and it is continuing... To be a delight. Mm -hmm. And it, it has been fun to like yell at the TV. <laughs> but also genuinely some really fun moments. Really funny moments. Mm -hmm. 
really tender moments. Like the romance is actually kind of top tier in this. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot because mm. it's it's cheesy in that like I don't know. It's not cheesy cringe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's cheesy like you're like, okay, this is like so romantic, like the things that he's saying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also very sweet. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually like, oh, it's really nice, yeah. actually, you know. Yeah. So I I'm very much enjoying it in like a mixed bag kind of way. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, <laughs> sure, right. But I mean, it's still doing it what it bonkers. set out to do. Right, right. But it's like trying to be bonkers, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like yeah. trying to be It is self-aware about, right. yeah, about its bonkerness. There, there's some like references that they do in it that I'm like, oh, you are doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sincerity in it, too, which I really enjoy. But, um, yeah. So that's going along. Mm-hmm. And then... I was trying to see if I can continue my tradition of end of year <laughs> emotional historicals. Mm-hmm. So I hit up Nas from Swoon Diaries podcast, my friend. Mm-hmm. And I go, Nas, should I mm-hmm. start my dearest? Mm-hmm. And she goes, yes. Oh, I mean, what did you think she was going to say? <laughs> she's obsessed with that show. Yeah. Of course she's going to say But then that. I was like. Well, but then I was like, well, the only things I saw when I was paying attention while it was happening mm-hmm. was that it's sad. Right. She was like, mm, I'm not saying anything. And I was well, like, obviously, okay. that's a yes. I mean, <laughs> right. Like, well, well, I don't know. Like, is it all sad or is it just like there are sad moments? Right. Um. So. Anyway, she wasn't saying anything or revealing anything. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, at least is it worth watching? And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'll try it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm in also episode three of that, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so far, so good. I'm enjoying both our leads. Um, not terribly much has happened. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But so far, really enjoying it. Okay, but so far, it doesn't sound Um, comparable to the last two years in this slot, which were both shows that sucked you right in from the jump, right? Right. So it, yeah, it it hasn't inspired me to be like, oh, I can't wait for the next thing because it hasn't really uh, gotten to that point, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of, it's still a lot of setup right now as far as like what is happening. So we're still getting to know everyone and also like they're setting up sort of the like uh national situation i guess there's a war happening that's about to happen Mm -hmm. so yeah so we'll see Mm -hmm. we'll see i i do like it so far though um and then i had to review shining inheritance for our episode today Mm -hmm. So I spent uh, quite a bit of time doing that, and I will talk about that in mere moments. (laughs) More like in half an hour, probably, because it's not the first thing we're talking about. Um, (laughs) But I was kind of like, oh, why did I, you know, I was looking at my rating, and I rated it like seven. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also had like a 
recollection of enjoying it. So I'm like, well, why is it seven? And I start watching it. I'm like, oh, this is why it was seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will talk about it more later. But um, one thing I did not expect it to do was it actually did suck me back in. Mm-hmm. So the story is like as compelling as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was correct that I remembered that I enjoyed it because it's like, it is a pure makjang. Like this even has like the correct violin music in it. Ah, it's just, uh-huh. it's, it's good like that. I didn't remember it to be that way, but now I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually something like that. But the like twists and turns are not as crazy as you might think. Mm-hmm. Only in the beginning, there's some like kind of bonkers things happen. But like what happens after is actually um, makes sense. Mm-hmm. A lot of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know. So I'll talk about it more later, mm-hmm. but that is what I've been watching. Well, what about you, Lynn? I see your list. And I'm like, okay, that's a lot. I know it, it. It is more than I anticipated. Uh, although a lot of these things I watched very little of, but um, I, I mean, it's been months. I think since I started Il Gime, since I worked, watched the first like eight episodes of Il Gime. Um, and then I had taken a break because we were going to be doing the episode on our episode on Bay Susie. And I wanted to finish mm-hmm. watching Goo Family Book for that. And there were a lot of similarities between Iljime and mm-hmm. Goo Family Book. And you know me, if mm-hmm. like two dramas are still, I mean, there's still things between like Love in the Moonlight and, uh, 100 Days My Prince that I can't remember which mm-hmm. one is in which show because I watched them so close together. So right. I was like, Ilji May, I'm just sticking a pin in you for the moment. <laughs> Going to finish up Goo Family Book. Yeah. And so I finally came back to Ilji May, finished that up. So I'll talk more about Ilji May later on because it stars our, I mean, stars is a little... Mm. The female lead is our audio of the day <laughs> on Yoju. Uh, so I won't say any more about that right now. But uh, also, you know, a lot of my viewing choices are dictated by the services. That is just how I live my life. And maybe it's a mistake, but... Uh, You know, sometimes I force myself to watch things because I only subscribed to a service for like one month to watch some things Um, that's happening right now with I actually have Cocoa and Hulu right now. So I don't know which way is up, but my Cocoa is about to be done. So then I'll be free of that. Uh, But sometimes Netflix is like, hey, we're still here and we're about to take away a drama that has been on your watch list for like two years. So I was like, okay, Netflix, you're forcing my eyeballs. And uh, so I finally watched Him of Death that has been on my list for, you know, like two years, basically since I started watching Mm -hmm. dramas. Um, And it's only three episodes. So I was like, that's fine. Well, I'll just Mm -hmm. say if I'd known how historically, if I'd known how the history played out, I probably would not have even bothered to watch the three episodes. In my opinion... This, I mean, this is not a spoiler, I don't think. I mean, this is, you know, something that happened in real life. This writer and this opera singer uh, fell in love 
And then because they were star-crossed lovers, like, they both ended up taking their own lives. And in my opinion, this, this depiction of their story really glorifies suicide. Like, it, it does nothing to mm. sort of communicate the things that were really problematic about their choice or any other options that they could have opted for. Um, mm-hmm. So... You know, I was real. By the time I got to the end and like really realized what was going on, I was pretty annoyed. But, uh, yeah. Mm. But I will say, by far, my favorite thing about this was I think that that show was made in maybe like 2017 or 2018. I can't remember. It was made after. Um, while you were sleeping, but it must have been made very soon after while you were sleeping because, you know, not only does it star Lee Jong-suk, obviously, but six, six of the other cast members from (laughs) while you were sleeping were in Hymn of Death, which, you know, obviously we've talked about while you were sleeping a lot on this podcast. We both really love that show. So it was very obvious to me as it was coming on, you know, as as these different actors were coming on, I was like, oh my gosh, it's another one from while you were sleeping. So, you know, that part, you know, I love a reunion (laughs) of friends. Also, especially since... While You're Sleeping is one of my favorite shows. You know, that was very delightful for me that there were so many repeated friends from that show. Uh, but I would not recommend Hymn of Death. I did not did not like it. I do not understand why the resources were spent to make this drama in, you know, 2017 or whatever mm. year it was. It seems like a waste of perfectly good resources to me. I mean, I think... There were good things about the writing. I think the performances were terrific in it. It was more like, mm-hmm. why does this drama exist? Because And like, what is it trying to mm. communicate? I had real issues with like sort of the morality of it. So any hoozles. It wasn't my favorite, but also it was uh, three hours. Oh, and for a three hour drama, I thought it was real slow in the middle. Like it took a long oh. time to mm-hmm. get where it was going <laughs> for three episodes mm-hmm. anywho's so him of death whatevs but then because of kokowa mm-hmm. i was like the the clock is ticking on kokowa i gotta watch whatever things are on my on my uh. list from kokowa before it expires and a drama mm-hmm. that i was not really aware of particularly but i uh became aware of it because kim Jae wook is the second male lead in it It was called Love Temperature or Temperature of Love, which I was kind of like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is going to be. It's like 40 half hours kind of thing. It looks like sort of a, you know, lighthearted rom-com kind of thing. And Kim Jae-wook is in it. So, -hmm. like, I'll watch a couple episodes and then I'll have an idea of what it is. And probably I won't finish it. But, well, friends, Love Temperature sucked me in and I plowed through the whole thing i really really loved it to me it had run-on vibes um i mean for one Mm. thing because the two main characters first encounter each other in this like amateur running club and there Mm. is like running is to some extent a theme that is revisited but also i think more than that um it was the 
you know, the main characters, the main leads of it, who the main leads are So Hyun Jin and Young Sejong, who I'd not seen in anything else before this, even though they've been in lots of things, but I had not seen them in any of the things. So um, I will definitely mm-hmm. be seeking them out in the future. But uh, mm-hmm. especially his character reminded me sort of of MC Wan's character and run on because he had a similar kind of cluelessness or like indifferent Mm. cluelessness like doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily interested in the way things are done I guess you know like to some Mm. extent maybe isn't aware of the way things are done but then when somebody's like well that's not the way things are done or like "Eh, I don't care so um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, and I loved the relationship between the two act or between the two char- main characters. Um, there's a lot of using of words, which I thought was really delightful. Um, the one mm-hmm. thing that I would fault is there's a part in the middle where, so uh, Kim J. Wook's character is like the owner of this, you know, big company. And uh, it's sort of the boss of both of the characters. And he Mm. has decided early on that he's in love with the woman character. And so he's going to try and break them apart. But the thing that annoyed me was, or like perplexed me was, I didn't understand how, and he's supposed to be like a really smart businessman, a really smart, smart guy, like a pretty, for kind of a self-centered character, like a pretty nice guy character like he's a good friend Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i don't i didn't understand how the thing the choices that he was making were going to yield the result he wanted like that was Mm -hmm. what i was confused about because i was like like in no scenario does this work out with you together with her like you're just gonna make her Mm. mad (laughs) with the things that you're doing (laughs) um So that was, you know, I mean, like I say, he's supposed to be really smart and like strategic. So that part of in the middle, I was like, this is making me really frustrated because his character's behavior is making no sense right now. So Mm. I gave it a 9.5 because of that, basically, because that whole middle Mm. part, I was like yelling at it a lot of like, this makes no sense. Mm. Um, But other than that, I really, really loved it. I think it's only mm-hmm. available on Cocoa. So if you have Cocoa, mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, I would mm-hmm. recommend it. It's a real easy watch. Even the annoying characters in it like aren't super, super annoying. And when they are super annoying, mm-hmm. they're not in it for a long period of time. So you can just like move on for yeah. it, from it. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. I loved Love Temperature. Okay. It's 98.6 for me. I don't know. That well, that sounds oh, real average. Awesome. Maybe 102. I don't know. Anywho. <laughs> well, I'll be interested in watching it because I also really love So Hyunjin yeah. ever since the Beauty Inside mm-hmm. um, drama because she's the lead in that. Mm-hmm. And I just think she's really, really horrific. Yeah. So, yeah, and her character cool. is so winning. And I mean, I, I think both mm. of the lead characters are so winning and the things that they go through, like it, it's another one of these dramas that is really better and sort of deeper than it really needs to be to be entertaining. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. what's going on with the characters feels very real and very realistic. So highly mm. recommend. Um, awesome. So I was gearing up to watch Moving, which I also watched this past week, but I knew... 
mm-hmm. from what Susie had said that I was going to need a break from it, planned breaks from it. So I had started Diary of a Prosecutor because I figured that would be a good break. And I watched the first three episodes, I think. Delightful. Everything Susie said about it, I agree (laughs) with so far. Mm. Um, I've gotten sort of distracted by my compulsion to like finish out the things on the services that I'm subscribed to for only a short time. So Diary of a Prosecutor. Sorry, Diary of a Prosecutor. You're losing out right now. But I'm definitely coming back to you. uh, Just so... So delightful. And so now that I have Hulu for a very short period of time, I was like, okay, well, Hulu has another Kim Jae-wook drama. He's not in that many dramas. And I enjoy him so much that I'm like, I have to seek him out wherever his dramas are. Um, And he is in Crazy Love that is on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And his co-star is Crystal Jung. And based on mm-hmm. sort of the artwork and the description of it, which is like he's, you know, this terrible boss, basically, of this big company, and she's his secretary, who he's terrible to, uh, I was like, I think I am not going to enjoy this dra- drama. Um, <laughs> but I have watched the first episode, and I liked it better than I expected to like. I have to say, it has more... I mean, Mm -hmm. a little bit, I was like, why would either of these actors... If this is what the premise of this show is, why would either of these actors do this show, right? I mean, there must be more to it than what it seems like from the premise. Um, And I think that there will be more. So whether I stick with it or not, we'll see. But, uh, you know, I sort of went into it being like, well, watch the first episode and I'll probably hate it and stop watching it. But I'll give it some Mm. more. We'll see. We'll see whether whether I stick with Crazy Love or not. Um, I also started (laughs) on Hulu... Just, you know, I don't know. Why did I start watching Han River Police? That's an excellent question. Oh. It has, I mean, really, I think the reason I started watching it is uh, Lee Sang Yi, or as I like to think of him, mm. Palindropa. Mm-hmm. Uh, because. Palindropa. <laughs> Because I haven't seen him in that many things. I still haven't watched Bloodhounds. And uh, mm-hmm. it's only six episodes. And I have Hulu right now. So I was like, all right, I'll, yeah. I'll watch some Hot yeah. River Police. Full of friends. Yeah. Friends, 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 Aww. friends. It's not good. Like, it's, it's, it's real, real mediocre. Um, but... I don't know. I keep watching it. It's only six episodes. Maybe that's why my my standards are really low. It has um, Choi Musung in it in a supporting role. I think he's quite he's real terrible in it. He's not he's maybe not as terrible as Lee Sang Yi is terrible. Lee Sang Yi is terrible, oh. terrible. Um, oh no! Oh, but no. they're both you know. They're both pretty terrible, uh, mm-hmm. but I just I just love Chimu Sung. I think he's so great, and I just enjoy him. And I think even though he's played other characters like this, this one is like seasoned kind of differently somehow. I don't know how to express it, mm. but it's like distinct from the other <laughs> like terrible crime bosses, conglomerate bosses that he's played. So I don't know. Anyway, okay, I'm through yeah. episode four 
So, you know, I'm like mm, practically I mean, done now. Yeah. Right. So I might as well right. just. Might as well. But it's. It's not good. Like, I can't say, like, go watch this show. Like, it is it is a very <laughs> ordinary police drama. Like, full of, okay. like, you're just run-of-the-mill dumb things from police dramas. Like, um, oh, Sung Dong-il is the, like, chief of their little Han River police mm. group. And mm-hmm. there's one woman in there whatever you call their group of cops. And of course, she's his daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, you could hear my eyes rolling back in my head when that came up in the show. Like, really, Han River Police? Do we have to do everything, like, exactly like every Mm -hmm. American police drama from the 80s? Like, it's just so... uh, But I keep watching it. So, there we go. Anyway. uh, I mean, it is definitely not complicated, And maybe that's why I kept watching it, because the other thing that I spent most of this week watching was moving, which is very complicated. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk more about this later. I found the violence, like the hyper-realistic violence, very, very difficult. And there is Mm -hmm. so much of it. Like, it is, in some episodes, easily Mm -hmm. more than half the episode are these very long action sequences mm-hmm. with hyper-realistic violence. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just started, like I said earlier, I was, you know, doing other stuff while it was on because I didn't need to watch the, the you know, I, I knew that eventually the action sequence would be over and we would find out how it all came out. I didn't really need to know. From a plot perspective, you don't need to know the details of, like, what exactly happens in the fight. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. during all of those points, I was really mostly not looking at the screen. I ran it back a couple of Mm -hmm. times because people said some things. But for the most part, there's Mm -hmm. very little dialogue in all those sequences. So I played a Mm -hmm. lot, lot Mm -hmm. of solitaire. (laughs) uh but i i did i mean i thought that there was a lot that was really great about it um you know which we'll talk about a little Mm -hmm. bit later because now let's jump into our discussion of our oni of the day the female lead of moving han hyoju The first time I encountered her was in the movie The Beauty Inside, which was very, very early in my K-drama journey. I mean, I'd only watched Mm -hmm. maybe like four or five dramas, um, but I had watched Itaewon Class and I wanted to see Park So Joon again. But I was also still like a little on the fence about the whole like 16 episode (laughs) like commitment. (laughs) Uh, And so I was like, oh, he's in this movie that's on Vicky. I'll watch it. And uh, the thing was that I knew that there were a lot of, like, cameos of famous people in it, but I didn't know who they were because mm. I'd watched hardly any dramas. Mm. So for a while, mm. I've been wanting to go back and rewatch it now that i watched so many more dramas to be like, oh, who will be in it that I recognize, which is the answer is, like, practically everyone. I mean, it's just packed with friends. A lot of the... Mm. Um, so, the, I mean, the premise of this movie, you may be aware, is that there's this guy who, when he turns 18, suddenly 
uh, I don't know, acquires this condition, I guess would be a way to explain it, where every day he wakes up in a different body. And Mm -hmm. sometimes the bodies are foreigners, sometimes they're women, sometimes they're men, like they don't always speak Korean. He can always Mm -hmm. understand Korean, but he can't Mm -hmm. always speak Korean. Um, (laughs) And he's a furniture designer. And uh, Han Hyoju's character works at this like fancy furniture store. And so he's going in there and like sort of sees her at the furniture store and like they develop a little bit of a rapport and he's in love with her. He falls in love with her essentially, but like he's a, he looks different every day. He's in a different body every day. So um, finally he's like, I really want to ask her out, but I have to wait for a day when I'm going to be a handsome guy, like to, you know, so she'll say yes. So one day he wakes up as Park So Jun. And he's like, today's the day. So he goes, he goes to the furniture store. And uh, anyway, I mean, that's, so that's the prompt. That's the premise. And um, it's real, it's a real enjoyable movie, especially if you're a a drama fan. I mean, for me, half of the enjoyment came from like seeing all the different people you know um i think it flirts with some interesting ideas but it doesn't really delve into them too much i think it's too Mm -hmm. long and too slow for as sort of little it does delve into Mm -hmm. some of the things like it's over two hours and Mm -hmm. um honestly i feel like if it's going to be two hours long it should have gone deeper into some of the questions um uh-huh. but like ultimately you know i think it's it's fine it's enjoyable to see all the different things there's some really good things about it i think han hyoju is terrific in it um mm-hmm. but you know i mean i wouldn't necessarily say it is a must see movie except for it's just really fun to see all the different you know all the different iterations of the main character as he wakes up in all these different bodies every day you know including Mm -hmm. many of your friends from k-drama land that you will recognize (laughs) so that is you know that's what i have to say about the about beauty inside the movie it's you know it's enjoyable but like don't stress if you don't get a chance to see it so uh next we're gonna talk about Spring Waltz, mm. um, circa 2006, which is Han Hyoju's um, really first leading role and almost um, first drama. You know, it, on um, MDL, it says she was in nonstop five, but as herself. So oh. it wasn't really like, you know, mm-hmm. an acting, acting job, right, right. I guess. Um, so this is really her first, first, like, big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was quite new at the time. I think she was a model before that mm-hmm. and like maybe won a, a, some kind of beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how she got discovered. So she was fresh baby actress mm-hmm. um, in this in this show. So she uh, this show is not streaming anywhere that I can find. So I watched it back when it aired. Yeah. Um, in 2006. Anyway, Spring Waltz, Baby 
An Hyoju. Um, I I was doing my notes for the show and I was trying to summarize it and I was like, forget it. Too, mm. it's too complicated to really do like a summary. So I will just like walk you through this. And since it's hard to find on streaming anyway, mm-hmm. there's probably gonna be spoilers. So yeah. um, sorry. Just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So Spring Waltz is the fourth season drama by director Yoon Suk Ho. Previous ones are Autumn in My Heart, also known by many other titles, oh. uh, Winter Sonata, and Summer Scent. And I talked about Summer Scent a little bit during our um, Sonia Jin episode. Um, so you get a little like flavor mm. of what that's like. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we often talk about these sort of like early aughts kind of shows that started doing this like whole, there's an overseas component Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. it, especially in the beginning usually. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they loop back in the end Mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know? Um, and so for this one, the overseas component was Austria. Mm. Um, and I thought they like did a pretty decent job in terms of assigning people languages. Oh, okay. <laughs> to, because our main leads, the two male leads here spoke um, German and one spoke Korean, of course, and one spoke like English mm-hmm. and some Korean, okay. not really. Mm-hmm. But so German became sort of the common mm-hmm. language that they both talked with. Okay. But they both spoke with. Mm-hmm. So I thought it made sense, you know, mm-hmm. like that, like for the most part, it makes sense. It kind of breaks down later mm-hmm. in the show. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll talk about that in a bit. But, and then, you know, you have your repetitive OST. Mm-hmm. In this show, it is My Darling Clementine. Um, but when I rewatched it, and I did rewatch the whole thing, like not even like on speed, mm. like it was just just watched it, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, we can think of other worse things mm-hmm. for sure, which we won't talk but about. This one, <laughs> which we won't talk about. But I thought, like my recollection was, oh no, they played it like a lot, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh no, this is. This is okay. This is fine. Our standards are so <laughs> low now. I know, like, comparatively, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so our foursome, because, of course, it is the foursome, mm-hmm. is Park slash So Young. we'll explain later, mm-hmm. played by Han Hyoju. There is Lee Soo-ho slash Yoon Jae-ha, we'll explain later. <laughs> Uh, played by So Do Young, and then Philip, no last name, played by Daniel Henny. Ah, Daniel, <laughs> love Henny. Daniel Henny. Uh, and then Song Ina, played by Lee So Young. It also stars favorites Kim Hae Suk, mm-hmm. who I think is in every one of these oh, um, yeah? seasons dramas. Yeah. yeah, as somebody's mom mm-hmm. or aunt or whatever, mm-hmm. and then. A really young choice she won yeah. with crazy hair. Like, I am unsure how they achieved this hair. <laughs> Man. It is. It's, it's a marvel. It's a marvel. I want to see that And now. then, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then other familiar faces, mainly like lots of Ajumas and Ajishis mm-hmm. that we have all get to know and love. Mm-hmm. They're all in this show. Mm. It's it's great. Okay. So hang on to your seatbelts. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the show starts with two people meeting on a train in Austria. The girl is like, she's friendly and chatty and just like, you know, being nice to strange like you're sitting in a compartment mm-hmm. oh, okay with you know so it's not just like rows of seats right, but right, it's right. in like a little room right, you right. know and it's just the two of them so she's like hi you know you know striking up conversation mm-hmm. and he is not about that mm-hmm. so he's not really answering her and you know she's even trying like different languages yeah <laughs> and she was like okay i guess you just don't want to talk fine and then she does this thing where she fogs up the window mm-hmm. with her breath, you mm-hmm. know, and then draws a smiley face. Mm-hmm. And then he sees that and it triggers a memory. And down memory lane we go. Okay. So we go, here's the flashback. Okay. Okay. So So and Young lives with her mom on a small island. Um, she has uh Young has a heart condition, so she's not very healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes her not be able to like go to school regularly and or play as much as the other kids you know do because she has to be careful Mm -hmm, or whatever mm -hmm. so she's you know kind of lonely and doesn't have a ton of friends and this kind of thing so but she's you know a cheerful little girl Mm -hmm. and then Lee Su Ho comes to the island with his dad Mm -hmm. and his dad is from this island so his grandfather is supposedly living there or is from there so um but his dad is really there to like evade gambling debts okay Um, gotcha on the run he's an un yeah he's on the run he's an unsavory sort great so he is con man slash gambler slash whatever Mm -hmm. so anything to make a buck or avoid paying a buck right 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 that is his dad mm-hmm. and Suho has a real bad attitude, but coming to this tiny island because they're from Seoul, and he's like, "I want to go back." Sure, this is the for the birds, mm-hmm. it's the pits. You know, he's just very sulky about it. But mm-hmm. his dad's like, "Listen, we just gotta sit here for a minute to like, you know, get the heat off of us, and then we'll go back. You know, we'll go back in a little bit. Don't worry about it." Okay. So it turn so it turns out that Suho's dad and Eunyoung's mom. Are you know they know each other from childhood mm-hmm. because they're both from that island. Right. So they meet up and they have like a meal together. You know, and Young's mom's real nice and just like so they just like catch up. And of course, Suho's dad lies through his teeth about what he's doing mm-hmm. and how he's like, oh yeah, I have like a business in America or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're just coming to visit mm-hmm. here. Yeah, it's all just mm. yeah. And Suho's just like, oh, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so um it turns out um suho's grandfather has passed away mm-hmm. but there is his house so his dad is going to like fix it up to so they could like stay there mm-hmm. and in the meantime you know he's like you go to school with Anyang, you know like go hang out with her and you know keep her company and this kind of thing okay. he's just like i don't want to do that but fine you know Nothing else I can do. So, of course, their relationship starts very rocky. Mm-hmm. You know, things happen and they become like they 
develop a very sweet friendship. So shenanigans happen. Mm. I will not tell you everything that happens, but basically this and that happens and then tragedy strikes. Mm. And it is like almost all because of Suho's dad. Like Suho's dad is responsible for these tragedies happening. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after all that, Anyoung collapse and her illness is now at a point where doctors are like, she really needs surgery. Like if Mm. she doesn't have surgery, she's going to die. Right. Mm -hmm. But there is no money. Thanks Mm -hmm. to Suho's dad. There was some money, but now there is no money. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in the midst of that, Suho's dad then goes on the run, leaves Suho on that island. And he's like, excuse me. (laughs) I mean, as we all knew was going to happen from the moment they stepped foot on the island, you know. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So... So Suho is like dealing with this and that and also mm-hmm. like Anyang, she's going to die. Like, what do I do? Right. Like, he's like here and there, like even trying to like steal some wallets, you know, mm. with like poor results. Yeah. But then, you know, they're at the hospital because Anyang is really, really like poor, poorly right now. And enter a wealthy couple to the hospital. The wife is has basically try to take her life mm-hmm. and they're you know at the hospital for emergency now and it's because she is grieving at the loss of her child mm-hmm. who is suho's doppelganger in life <laughs> of course they look, of course he they is. look exactly the sure. same right because how I, often does that happen in real life all the time like, all, the, all time. the time all the time yeah sure so so once the like wife regains consciousness, like something happens and accidentally she meets Suho. And of course, mm-hmm. immediately is like, oh, <gasps> no, here's my son. My son, right. You know, and calls him by his name, which is Jeha. So, uh, I gotcha. And the husband sees this and is like, okay, she seems more like stable when that boy is with her. So he goes, hey, <laughs> of little course. boy. Of course. Who has no support, no nothing, you know. Um let me give you make a deal you know Mm -hmm. your friend needs money for her Mm -hmm. surgery Mm -hmm. i need somebody to help my wife get better Mm -hmm. like would you like me to pay for that surgery and you can come live with us until she is just more stable emotionally and then we can like discuss next steps right like pretending to be their dead son I mean, the, exactly. The, like this guy's end game on this seems very sketchy. Like, at what point is his wife going to be like, "Oh, it's fine. You take away my new son." Like, what? Okay. Yeah. This it, seems like a terrible a of, plan. I mean, it's not really a plan. He's just <laughs> desperate at this point. You yeah. know, he doesn't want his wife to also go away. So sure, of course. He's just trying. But, he's trying mm. a thing. He's trying a thing. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So Suho is like thinking about this. He doesn't really want to do it, but he does not see any way out. And, you know, his dad has left him. He has no family. He has no place to go. So might as well. So he did it. And they left on the day of her surgery. So she, Mm. Anyong, wakes up. She's now like well. And but she doesn't know what happened to him. You know, it just looks like he ran away. Okay. 
she is now like resenting that as well and she also found out about how, how his dad had a hand with like the tragedies in her life right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so all this has happened and that is like the end of that mm-hmm. now we see Jaeha and Eunyoung now has grown up and now has accidentally met each other again on this train in Austria gotcha and so obviously he had continued to live you know um, as these people's son mm-hmm. and um, right because there's no there's no out what there's there's no real out right there there really isn't and also um we find out later on that his adopted dad um lied to him and said Young died and so he does not know that she survived the surgery Another twist. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So uh and then when we when we're talking about the son that died, we do get a little bit of flash, flashback of his life. Mm-hmm. And he was a piano prodigy. Mm-hmm. So he was like really good at playing piano. And then he has this little friend whose name is Ina. Mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. and they their piano teacher uh, got married and they were like flower boy and flower girl at the mm-hmm. wedding and mm-hmm. then they made this cute little like kid marriage pact and just was like let's get married one day and all this stuff and yeah. he's like sure you know and she had held on to this promise for 15 years oh yina oh honey yina <laughs> wow is right Okay. Mm. Okay. So, in present time. Mm-hmm. So, Philip, played by Daniel Henney, is Jeha's best friend slash manager. So, he's a professional piano player now. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, does concerts and recordings and stuff, of course. So, he, um, so he started out playing piano as well. But then, uh, I think he had a kind of injury or something. So, mm-hmm. he didn't pursue that but then like with Jeha he just became his manager Mm -hmm. and um, that's how they're connected and there's his meet cute with Eunyoung so Eunyoung is in Austria because she won a competition a design competition so she Mm -hmm. designs little jewelry and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um, and like sells it on the street out of the bed of a truck you know Okay. Um, it's this kind of business, but she won this competition, so the prize was to go to Austria, and um, they gave her like a ticket and housing, and also like you can go there's in Salzburg, I think there's like a really famous like crystal museum or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she got to go there for like research and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why she's in Austria, okay. and um, Yina was also coming to Austria. And this is where you're just like, so she finally is like, I'm going to go track him down. You know, I'm going to go like see him. And then she's posing as a like journalist. Like she's going to do an interview with him and tells (laughs) Philip and asks him to not tell him and to surprise him. I'm his childhood friend. I'm like, did you verify this? How do you verify this? Right. I don't know. Dear Daniel um, Henney. Dear Daniel Henney, please do more research. Um, so 
So that's that was the plan. And so he was going to pick her up at the airport. Mm-hmm. And then she said, oh, I'm going to wear like a blue scarf or something. Mm-hmm. And then Eunyoung happened to have also a blue scarf. Sure. And he mistakes did. her. And mm-hmm. of course, they can't communicate because she doesn't speak English and he doesn't speak Korean. Mm-hmm. And he's very confused. Why is she thinking he's going to like steal her bag? It was they a, have to have like, that scene in every Daniel Henney show. There's always absolutely. a scene in any show with Daniel absolutely. Henney that has a miscommunication. Yeah. yeah. So um, so they have that, but then like Ina shows up and they clear up the misunderstanding and it's all fine. And then okay. um him and, and like he is like instantly kind of like, Oh, she's cute, you know. And then they accidentally meet each other again at like other points. Mm-hmm. And then he's like totally smitten with her. Mm-hmm. So he tries mm-hmm. to like see her as much as she can so so sure. Ina goes and like sees um Jeha who does not know her does not remember her because oh my god is... yeah mm. so they're talking about stuff and she's trying to jog his memory about stuff and of course no it's mm. but then he does wait remember, wait wait like, time out sorry 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 mm. yeah yeah was she friends with him or she's friends with the dead Jeha She's friends with the dead Jeha. I so, did not pick that up until just now. This is so this oh, is even sorry. worse. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still terrible if they made this pact mm-hmm. when they were kids and understandable right. that he wouldn't remember it, but I was not putting mm-hmm. together until just this second that oh, yeah, it's yeah. not even the no, same no. human being. Yeah. No, it's not. No, no, no. Yeah. So this is a Jeha that does not exist anymore. Because right. the parents just said, um, did not tell anyone that he died. They were in Canada. <laughs> And <laughs> they they just said he had a big accident. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he, like, seems different now. People. Okay. <laughs> yes. you got to sp- suspend so much disbelief, my mm-hmm. friends. You mm-hmm. just have to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, you know, but he, like, when meeting her, of course, he doesn't remember anything. But then he remembers there are letters from her mm. to to Jeha gotcha, that she gotcha. had sent especially in like when they were little mm-hmm. so she's like Ina Ina oh it must be this girl and so right. he like just plays along and just like was like okay yeah I remember some letters oh, Jay, but he doesn't know about the marriage pact he doesn't no. know that she thinks they're gonna get married no he does not <laughs> no he does not so mm. yeah okay so um Okay, so they have, like, their time in Austria. Things happened. There's some misunderstandings that got, like, cleared up. But then he, like, sort of became, like, curious about her. Because Mm -hmm. she kept her name Unyoung now, but now she lives with her aunt um, instead of her mom because her mom passed away. And so her aunt and uncle adopted her. So now she is Mm. Park Unyoung, not So Unyoung. Right, right. So... There's enough similarities of things that he is now like mm, mm-hmm. curious and wants mm-hmm. to know more, but doesn't really know how to go about it or whatever. But then they are now planning to, um, he is now planning to record uh, an album in Korea mm-hmm. and also have a concert. And then, look, I don't know how this happened. I don't know if this is the original <laughs> thing or whatever, but. Yina has a like PR company and her company is going to manage this whole thing in Korea. Okay. 
So, but I'm like, why didn't you just come in like that and like pretend like you're right. interviewing? I don't understand. Right. What was the pretending get, to be ahead. a journalist thing about? That seems so unnecessary. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, so this is how they converge back in Korea, all mm-hmm. of them. Right. Um, and then some stuff happens to In Young where she has to like get some more money like she she's in need of like more immediate money mm-hmm. and so um she gets hired to be like jay has like personal assistant basically so mm-hmm. she's like driving him around and like taking care of all his other stuff um and so this is how they're like getting to know each other more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh he is like halfway terrible he's not the most terrible but you know he's like uh i don't want to he has a I don't know it's a facade but mm-hmm. he's still like sometimes terrible at her okay but yeah but like through all that you know like feelings start to grow <laughs> secrets start to unravel mm-hmm. like things they do. come out mm-hmm. you know and uh yeah so it goes from there and this foursome just uh, I tell you, when I say episodes 15 through 18 is just full of terribleness. Mm. Uh, and it's mostly due to Yina and mm. Jeha's mom. Oh, okay. Who does not want to let him go. And Yina, who is, oh my gosh, she is so terrible. Because mm. one, it's so flimsy, her premise, right? Like her sure. whole like... That's the Jeha that made a promise to me. And so I want to like keep that. But then when he falls in love with somebody else, she's like, but he's mine. I'm like, he was never yours, even when he was right. alive. Right. But, like, friend, you need to go see a shrink. Yeah. It's I mean, not... totally. But then when she found out that it is not her Jeha, she became right? so indignant about people taking things away from her. How dare he die? <laughs> goodness gracious what a it was oh. i was really like mm. what are you on girl like yeah. she is unhinged yeah unhinged yeah. about like perception right yeah. like she is so privileged mm-hmm. that she just thinks everyone is take, like doing this personally to her mm-hmm. and like this was hers to begin with and mm-hmm. then this person is pretending to be jayha so he is at fault so she wants him to suffer by marrying her Oh, for pity's sake, what? Like, yes, right. yes, that is the punishment that you have to live miserably with me together, miserable. And <laughs> how does how does this achieve anything that you want, madam? Uh, I I do not know. Wow. I That's, I wow. do not know. But mm. she is possibly one of the worst second female leads in all of K drama. She, like, she was. It incredible <laughs> um but yeah i i still have so i don't know nostalgia is such a strong it, boy thing. that is a strong drug you know? it sure is yeah you know it mm-hmm. is so i i would say i still have like very tender feelings towards this show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even with like its shortcomings and faults and mm-hmm. not making senseness and mm-hmm. whatever, but it still like really grips me emotionally. 
Mm. Um, even in this, you know, have not seen it in so long and a lot of things like don't really age well. Mm -hmm. And like, let's talk about Daniel Henney. I mean, he's not something that did not age well. I'll put it that way. Oh, no. he, Yeah, he's great. And here's the thing. Like, it's so funny because I think he improvised a lot, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think he was probably like, what is this dialogue? Right. I will fix it my right, own thank way. Thank goodness. Well, I mean, because you've seen in, you know, various shows, like, obviously, Lots of times, the English dialogue mm -hmm. does not make sense. Like, no one mm -hmm. who speaks fluent English would ever say things in the way that it's right. written, even if it is grammatically mm -hmm. correct, which sometimes it isn't. So I'm always mm -hmm. surprised, like, why didn't this fluent English speaker say to someone, no one would ever say this, right? Right. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I think he did, like, maybe tweak things on his own. Yeah. Um, but it is... His acting style is notably very different from mm. the others. It's mm -hmm, very American. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting too, but I did like his character a lot. And he was often like sort of the voice of reason. Like he he would like really call out that girl, you know, out a lot. Mm -hmm, just go mm -hmm. like this makes no sense. What right? are you doing? Right. This is whatever. And then when Jeha was also being like a butthead, he would be like what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. that is really ridiculous kind mm -hmm. of thing. So, and, um, yeah. And then the language issue. <laughs> so, you know, he, so the German English stuff was fine, right? Because they're both speaking mm -hmm. German. And then he was doing his best with some Korean. He definitely did more Korean than I remembered he did. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are points where, you know, he would be speaking English and Anyong would just be like, I really don't know what you're saying. Like, really, <gasps> like, just, mm -hmm. you can see her just be like, okay, I sort mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. got some of that, but not all of that. Like, they at least acknowledged that and it wasn't pretending like she knew everything he was saying. Right. Um, they did like make it look like it was hard for them to communicate mm -hmm. um so yeah and then they like gave him a little story about how you know his mom is korean and his dad is not and mm -hmm. his grandparents you know he doesn't really have a relationship with his korean grandparents and so he went and like went to see them mm -hmm. um and like had a really nice moment with his grandmother and i thought that was a nice touch on that kind mm -hmm. of like dynamic um yeah uh so um spring well i would still i would still recommend it just because i don't know all of these uh season ones there's just something about them that is different from the other makjang stuff i don't know what it is but mm. Um, it might be just my own nostalgia. Mm. It could be. Who knows? But um, it's like I said, Han Hyoju's first drama. I thought she did a decent job in it. Mm -hmm. um, she is asked to do like quite a bit, I would say, for like a lead role in this. You have to like convey like quite complex emotion. Um, I don't think she always succeeds, but mm. I thought she did like a pretty good job as mm -hmm. like first timer. Um, and you know, n everyone in it, like it's 
also the um so do young was not also like terribly seasoned at this time mm-hmm. so i thought it was a really good match for both of them mm-hmm. um to be sort of more newbies than um than other you know like it's not lopsided yeah yeah um so but it it's it was is nice to see now that han hyuju got to like really spread her wings and mm. not get like typecast in this kind of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the time so right. like now she is like wow amazing right yeah um and uh, i would note that like in each season production uh team tries mm-hmm. to like really imbue that season in all the things oh yeah and yeah it's, and it's sort of easier when it's like winter or autumn, mm-hmm. I feel autumn, like because right, they're, yeah. you know, you have the colors, and then right. you already have like the things in nature that makes mm-hmm. it so. You know, mm-hmm. summer and spring is like a little bit more trickier, more vague. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But in in this one, they really chose like super bright, bright colors. Mm-hmm. So not just like they didn't do pastels very much. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly like. Um, either jewel tones or like almost neon. Like mm, there's like wow. a yellow green that is used a lot in here. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of like vibrant pinks and purples and mm-hmm. blues. Uh, I thought it was such an interesting choice, but they also really, really leaned into it. Like yeah. the costumes, but also the decor, mm-hmm. like in the houses and also some extras are also wearing sort of those hues. Uh So they really pulled that in and then they like shot in, of course, like beautiful locations with flowers and all these other things that also pull in those colors. I just, Mm -hmm. visually, it's a very like interesting and an interesting choice that is like, I don't know, dynamic and nice to the Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. eye, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I like that they didn't like immediately go, let's go pastel, you know. Mm Mm-hmm for spring instead of these so um i just thought that was like a really cool aspect of of this Mm -hmm. so um and then because it was the last one in the four series Mm -hmm. um they borrowed a couple of things from others from the others so in uh some i don't uh, if you remember, you know, in the summer one, there's a thing with heartbeats because there's a heart transplant oh, oh situation. Oh, boy, do I remember. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, like, had that a little bit in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um, in autumn, in the autumn one, one of the things the two leads will te- tell each other is, you know, I will forgive your sins kind of thing. Just so, like, oh, they won't uh-huh. feel bad about certain things. Uh-huh. And they, like take that at one of the moments in this show as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like i love when there's like easter eggs like that like little callbacks um, yeah 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 so anyway it's i don't know i like it a lot still so you know i don't know if it's like a must-see from like olden times or whatever but i feel like uh you know it would it would be worth watching knowing that you'll you know throw things at <laughs> you know yeah at any well, time because she is delusional she maybe is global speed delusional. is your friends for episode yes. 15 through yes. 18 mm-hmm. if you can mm-hmm. find it streaming anywhere which we cannot so yes <laughs> it's all a bit moot but 
Right. Well, that sounds like quite the ride. I'm a little disappointed that it's not available for me to watch anywhere, but, you know, so, so it goes. Uh, so the next thing on our list, which may be the last, next thing that she did, I'm not sure. No, she did do something in between. She did High as Sky, Wide as Earth in 2007, which neither of us saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2008, she did Ilji May, which mm-hmm. I recently finished watching on Vicky. It is 20 episodes. It is historical-ish. I mean, part of what is... Um, similar why it's so similar with goo family book is they're both sort of set in historical times but not based on historical events the they mm-hmm. so they have the flexibility to like not kill all the characters at the end for instance <laughs> um lgma is based on a folk tale. So this is what it said on Wikipedia when I looked it up. Iljime is a 2008 South Korean period action television question mark television mm-hmm. series, presumably, starring Lee Jin Ki in the title role. It is loosely based on the comic strip Iljime, published between 1975 and 77, written by Go Woo Young, based on Chinese folklore from the Ming Dynasty about a masked Robin Hood esque character during the Joseon era. Um, so it starts out strong because it's in the middle of uh, Iljime, this masked Robin Hood-esque character breaking into, you know, this big compound to see, steal stuff. So we know immediately kind of what the deal is that Iljime is like this master thief who steals from the rich and then, mm-hmm. as we find out, you know, gives it away to the poor. Um, but then from that very exciting opening sequence where we first see him, then it's a huge multi-episode flashback to all the backstory of, you know, how we, how we got there. Mm. Um, so I was so delighted when I was watching it to discover that both of the, the main male and female leads as children are you know current top stars mm-hmm. um they're little adorable noodles yo jin goo and kim yu jung are the they're so cute they're mm-hmm. both very good i was very impressed with them mm-hmm. i completely understand why kim yu jung would be the go-to girl noodle because she's physically so small i mean mm-hmm. that's part of it is she looks you know i mean she's like 10 or 11 or something but she looks almost five because she has such a baby face and Mm. her she's so short Mm -hmm. um and gosh she's just so adorable they're so cute together Mm -hmm. and then the third male lead is played in those flashback scenes by lee david who i also love yeah uh, I was real disappointed when he's grown up because i was like oh bye lee david we won't see you anymore um so it takes a long time to get, you know, even I actually thought that the the flashback stuff, all the backstory stuff was a little bit drawn out, but like it's pretty good and it is crucial to the rest of the story. Right. Um, but then it takes a long time to get back around to 
Lee Jung Gi's character becoming Ilji May. I mean, it takes, uh, I don't know, like six episodes or something until he like actually adopts the persona of Ilji until he starts robbing stuff, basically. It takes a <laughs> real, real long time to yeah. get around to that. And I just felt like this, you know, these episodes like four through 12 or something out of a 20 episode drama you know, they could have cut a lot of stuff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it, especially in that sequence of episodes, you know, they fill in with like real broad humor, like real crass sexual humor and like mm-hmm. bathroom humor. And it's just like, OK, like I uh, it's whatever, just like very fatiguing <laughs> for me. Um, Legion Gee is just loves this kind of stuff. I mean, he just is like reveling in all the goofiness and his, ah. you know, his character yeah. is like so so goofy. Um I think he's really terrific in it. Um it's an enormous cast. I mean, mm-hmm. as you might imagine in these sort of historical epic type things Mm -hmm. so many friends that you'll recognize um a particular shout out to lee moon shik who you will have seen in a lot of different things i think the first thing i ever saw him in is he's in um empress key and he's the character that like ends up with his head shaved he's like pretending to be a monk and uh he's real delightful in that show and he's very delightful in ilji may as Mm. lee junkie's adopted father mm-hmm. i won't go into all of the like backstory stuff but like legion key is noble born and then because of shenanigans that are central to the plot like ends up being adopted by this like low class family mm-hmm. um and lee david is the actual son of that family and he ends up being raised in this highborn family who is like the the uh the father of that family well it's actually um hanyo ju's character's family her father is like sort of the vice shenanigator mm-hmm. um the actual main shenanigator of this piece is the king right and then this guy is like a minister and he's terrible terrible his yeah. older son his biological son is terrible, terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. And then there is Byun Unche, who is Han Hyoju's character, who is, of course, lovely and loving <laughs> and generous. And she mm-hmm. is like the um, the steward of all the poor people. She's always giving people away. And her terrible father's always like, why are you always giving up all our wealth away to all these poor people? But... Um, she's barely in it until like episode eight she really you know and i mean she's not in it a lot even once Mm -hmm. she 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 starts to be in it more the further it goes on but she's never much of a character i mean to call her the female lead as i said you know at the beginning is a little bit misleading because there are so many male characters in this show who are you know minor characters but in it tons more than she is like mm. she she just mm-hmm. doesn't have that much to do because it's right. not mm-hmm. her show like mm-hmm. it's about 
Ilji May. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think that Han Ju is very good for what she's asked to do. It's just, unfortunately, she's not asked to do that much, you know, mm -hmm. and she... She has some agency, her father, for reasons that are not entirely clear. Well, because her biological brother is terrible and incompetent, really. Her father wants to open this in and uh, he puts Unche in charge of it because, mm -hmm. um, you know, her sort of foster brother, adopted brother is like the, you know, not legitimate brother. Mm. Uh, and her legitimate brother, her, her biological brother is a complete idiot. So mm -hmm. she's put in charge of like building this in and getting it all equipped and stuff. But like, she's always letting peasants stay there. And stuff <laughs> because, you know, like she's always yeah. giving all their wealth away. So, uh, so she has, a, anyway, she has a little bit more agency than, you know, some, women in dramas of this period would but you know again i feel like it sort of suffers in this aspect suffers comparison with goo family book because susie's character in that was in it a ton mm -hmm. has a lot to do mm -hmm. and has a lot of agency right. so um you know i mean they're the two characters are not very similar other than the fact that they are the you know, practically the only like female characters in these very male heavy dramas that came out around the same time and have sort of similar, similar DNA to them. Mm -hmm. um, so this show is like largely very silly, largely very action. There's, you know, there's a lot that's played for laughs. Mm -hmm. um, it's very action heavy but they let you know early on that this is a show that will kill off main characters. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Like, yeah, important people in the story can be dispensed with. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a balancing act. And I don't feel like it's too much tone whiplash because it just mm -hmm. relies on the, um, you know, I always remember in uh, in one of our very first podcast episodes about IU and talking about moon lovers, mm -hmm. you said something along the lines of like, Life was hard in the past. And that, you know, I mean, and that's very much the case for all of the peasants who make, uh, yeah. you know, the majority <laughs> of the, the story of this, you know, it's hard. Like, life is hard and these shenanigators be shenanigating and, mm -hmm. like, the consequences are real. So there's some real sad things that happen and some mm. things that you're kind of like, oh, I can't believe that they did that to that character. But... It's just like the consequences of the shenanigans, y'all. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's real. So mm -hmm. um, I ended up enjoying this so much more than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. I mean, considering the, you know, the year that it came out. I mean, it's 15 years old at this point. Right. Um, and then, you know, like I was saying, like the humor that is not really to my taste, mm -hmm. especially in those early episodes, I was kind of like, I don't know about this. Mm. But um, and I I mean, and I do think by contemporary standards, it still is slow. Like mm -hmm. if they made this mm -hmm. today, there's so much stuff that they could have cut. Mm -hmm. um, but that said, you know, 
watch it a little bit faster. It does not suffer for that. And I really think that it holds up, apart from the pacing, it holds up surprisingly well. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that there aren't more female characters with agency. Um, But I think the performances are really strong. There's so many great friends in it. And uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. So I would recommend Iljime, especially if you at all enjoy action things. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of really great action. That is not my thing. Mm -hmm. But um, I I still found it enjoyable. And Lee Junkie is just always so so much fun to watch and he's just such a like scenery chewer in these (laughs) shows so uh yeah so i would recommend to my surprise i would recommend ilgi may and i really i really enjoyed watching it uh to my surprise too because um i i watched this also a long long time ago i don't know if it's exactly when it came out or like maybe like a couple years later i don't remember but I do remember um, really enjoying it. Like, I was like, this is so good and so fun. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. perhaps the first thing I've seen Lee Junkie in and really enjoyed how he, like, the duality of his character Mm -hmm. in it. Because Mm -hmm. when he's Iljime, he's, like, quite serious. But then when he's, like, not Iljime, he's very playful. He's very charming. Like, and he, like, does that very easily. Like, it's so... I don't know. It was he just like charmed me so much. Um, yeah, and I I agree that Han Hyuju had not too much to do, and she was not in it really enough. Um, mm. they could have maybe incorporated her more in some other things, but you know, it is what it is, and uh, you know, they didn't get to do anything in their romance or whatever. And oh God. Like, and I was just like, yeah. something? No, okay. Um, and then I remember being very angry at the ending. <laughs> like, oh, really? I was furious because I thought it was too ambiguous. Like, I was like, you cannot do this to me after, like, what, 24 episodes? Um, and you know, be like amazing, and then this is the ending. Like I was mad, big mad. So, meh. I don't know. I I did not revisit it, so I I don't know how I feel today about that. But I remembered that I thought it had ruined it for me. <laughs> like it was so. That's so interesting. Oh, I was so. Upset. I didn't find it ambiguous at all. I thought it was the ending really ambiguous. Um. So anyway. Maybe I will feel differently if I like see a little bit again of it. But I did remember like ninety nine percent of it. I really loved. Um, yeah, and thought it was just like a terrific show. And then yeah, ending. <laughs> that's so that's so interesting because I felt like I mean I did still I did still like I mean mostly because of the Susie thing. Uh-huh. I did still like Goo Family Book a little bit better. I really enjoyed watching both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, when they, when you really put a put the work in to put a female lead with agency into a story like this, yeah. you can't help but be a little disappointed that it's like such a, you know, for the yeah. most part, mostly run-of-the-mill 
female quote unquote lead. Um, So, you know, I, I would vote it down a little bit because of that. But as far as like the end, 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 like the very, very, very end, I liked the very, very end of Iljime more than Mm -hmm. I thought that the very, very end of Goo Family Book was just a little bit meh and disappointing. Mm hmm interesting mm-hmm. so it's just so interesting that that was your that was your memory <laughs> yeah. of it because it was yeah. totally different yeah. uh that was like the first time maybe that i was like super disappointed in an ending so maybe that's mm-hmm. also why i can like it sticks in my memory more um mm-hmm. because like literally like 99 percent of it i was like i love this so much it's so good and mm-hmm. then what what tell okay. me either way why what i don't mm. Yeah, anyway, that was my, like, how many years ago was that? It was a long time ago. So I should, I should check it out again and make Well, sure. now it makes me want to rewatch it and be like, did I misinterpret something? Because <laughs> to me, like, the very, very, very end is not ambiguous at all. So now mm. I want to go back and be like, oh, maybe I was making that up. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, in general, would recommend... Um, mm. based on my oh, yeah. recollection because it is like mm-hmm. you know and maybe like that's the point of that ending was like maybe different people will interpret it different ways mm-hmm. i don't know um yeah so cool. i'm so glad you enjoyed it more than you thought you would it's always a Much nice more feeling to yeah, like be like oh it it's not as bad as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> No, no. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, really, I would just say, like, I think the pacing for a contemporary viewer, I think the pacing Uh, is quite slow. Right. It does not suffer from a little global speeding, I'm just saying. Next is the next thing she does, which is Shining Inheritance, Mm -hmm. um, which is also known as... Brilliant Legacy is another common title for it. Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. again, all these multiple titles. Um, Came out in 2009 um, and is available to see on Viki. And like I said in the catch-up, you know, I just did like a global speed thing with it, one and a half speed and just played it. Just to, you know, jog my memory of what happened Mm -hmm. and just like, why did I I remember I really enjoyed it? And then I rated it seven. Like, why is that? Well, Mm -hmm. friends, Mm. this uh, drama is a straight up Cinderella story. Oh, this is your prototype. This is a good prototype, too, I would say, of the like cinderella storylines that was very like ubiquitous at that time like there's so many of these things um and this is a cinderella story if prince charming was a grade a jerk oh great (laughs) so our foursome is uh go unsung played by han hyo ju uh -hh. son wu hwan played by lee sung gi uh yu sung mi uh, who is Unsung's stepsister, played by Moon Jae Won, who we've seen a bunch mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and Park Jun Se, played who is Hwan's cousin, played by Bae Su Bin, who has been in a few things, but uh, maybe nothing like super super famous. Um, this mm-hmm. one was like 
very famous this this show at the time um mm-hmm. and then we also see other people um ban hyo jung as juan's grandmother who is also mm-hmm. the grandmother in perfect marriage revenge so it's delightful mm-hmm. to see man she is just really doing it you know mm-hmm. um i'm like i see no difference <laughs> it's like mm. you know 15 years later and you're still like the same um it's so great and we also see Kim Mi-suk as Unsung's stepmother. Um, she is also in Payback, Money, and Power. I did not see that, but mm-hmm. you did. Um, and she's also in Little Women, among mm-hmm. other things. Okay, so our story starts. Unsung is, she's a bright young woman from, like, a pretty well-to-do family. Um, not super rich, but, you know, like, middle-class but maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more than that because she's studying mm-hmm. abroad in the U.S. and she's visiting home for a bit um, and not knowing that her father's company is on the verge of bankruptcy. So they're having financial difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that they were supposed to do when she came home is tell her that she they can't pay anymore for her study abroad. Um, but I digress. Um, okay. She has an autistic brother who plays the piano. Um, and so there's like, you know, added sort of financial stuff for her brother as well, right? To take care of him. And then uh, Juan, Son uh, Wu Juan, they just call him Juan there. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, he's a young rich man who was also studying in the U.S., and happened to come back into the country at the same time on the same flight with Unsung. But he is, for some reason, in coach. We don't know why. He's rich. He's in coach. Okay. And so mm-hmm. he accidentally takes Unsung's bag. They have the exact same duffel bag. And he takes hers instead of his own. And Oh, like as a carry-on off yeah, the plane? Yeah, the carry-on off the plane. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like... They both have their name on their bags. <laughs> right. That seems real dumb, sir, but okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so that is sort of the source of like their shenanigans. And that is like sort of their meet cute, which is not cute mm-hmm. at all because this is mm-hmm. what happens. So she is picked up by a senior from college who has some like romantic designs on her. But really, it's because she her family has a little bit of money. Um, mm. And then he brings along Junsei, who is his like roommate. And Junsei mm-hmm. is Juan's cousin, so he is well to do. But he is also like has his own business. He has a restaurant. Um, so he had broken off from his dad's company and is just mm-hmm. doing his own thing. But he is still like rich, right? Mm. So he has a car, but the like se- senior is like pretending to be the rich one. And Junsei is mm. like, why what are you doing you know like he's very confused but he's sort of playing along whatever mm. so uh he let so he lets unsung drive the car which jun says like what what anyway she's like i love driving so she's driving the car and then mm-hmm. um juan is being picked up by the sep sister sung mi because they've been friends since they were in high school um, okay. and he is now driving that car. So, 
So okay. they're both driving cars that are not their cars. Right. So they're okay. they're driving and they're going and Juan has a cup of coffee and he's done and he goes and he throws it out the window and it hits Unsung's windshield. And she gets real mad and they start having mm-hmm. a race because she oh, is boy. like right next to him and he's like she's like stop the car stop the car you know and he's like what is happening i don't know who is this crazy lady so they just have like a little chase and race and Mm -hmm. he ends up getting away after almost creating a collision and it was just a mess and so he is now known as that jerk by her right well she's not wrong she is not wrong at all and he is unremorseful on whatever and so he continues oh on this way and there's so many shenanigans about like the the bags and all that stuff um mm-hmm. but he is like so bad like he just behaves so badly that his grandmother who is like the owner of a Sulungtang company so they have a mm-hmm. uh they have a factory as well as a few restaurants um, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a really big company and she but she came from very humble beginnings and like came from like the ground up and all this stuff and so mm-hmm. she knows the value of hard work and money and all this stuff and she wants her family to do the same well I don't know what happened to Juan but she is just very confused about this and was like okay well uh, I guess it's time for me to teach you a lesson and so she is the why he is in coach is she he is taking all his money away. She is mm. canceling his cards. You need to like learn how to work. And so you're going to work at one of the restaurants. Um which very coffee prince. Yes, very coffee prince, but he is terrible. He right. is Except terrible for that part. And has a terrible attitude about it. So the grandma is like one of the really like main characters. So she is really like when she's needs to sort out her thoughts, she like sort of mm-hmm. disguises herself as somebody who is like kind of poor. You know, she just dresses mm-hmm. down and she goes back to like the corner street where she used to sell rice cakes and mm-hmm. just like sits there and does that and just like tries to like you know, get back in touch with her past and try to, like, solve whatever problem she needs to solve. And while she does this, so in the meantime, Unsung has, like, had a bunch of tragedies happen to her. And basically, Mm. her her father is, well, I won't spoil it because it is on Vicky, you could watch it, but she is now on her own. She lost her brother. And she's trying to find her brother, but she is now kicked out of the house and mm-hmm. has, you know, is staying at this like, like tiny, tiny one room. Um, but she's like, I also need to make money and I also need to like find my brother, you know. So mm-hmm. she is now selling um, mandu on the street. Um, and that's how grandma like meets her. Mm. Mm-hmm. So she sees her and grandma is trying to like sell her stuff. But then other vendors next to her were really mean. And it's like, this is our area. You're not supposed to mm-hmm. be here. Like get out. And was like really like rough with her. Um, mm-hmm. And so she had to move and she suddenly has a headache while she was like going um, like downstairs. 
and mm-hmm. and she like fell down and like passed out and that's how mm-hmm. Unsung finds her and like mm. you know gets her to the hospital and then she has amnesia. Whoa. She has okay. amnesia. Okay. She has amnesia. So she's like, okay, well, I I don't want her to be on the streets or anything. So she takes her to her little one room and takes care of her. Mm-hmm. And then she re- Yeah, she's very nice. Um and, th- and then she regains her memory like the next day. Like it's very short mm-hmm. amnesia. And oh, then thank like, goodness. That's yeah. the right amount of amnesia to yeah. have. Yeah. It was so it was really short, but then she like realized this girl is really like great and hardworking mm-hmm. and like also mm-hmm. you know in her sort of destitution she still will help somebody so she set out to test her so okay. she start sort of behave like rudely and also like unappreciatively like like why do we eat like manduguk every day you know kind of thing mm-hmm. and she would like she she Pulled out a bunch of flowers from like the garden that belonged to the landlord. <laughs> so mm-hmm. ruin the landscaping and the landlord was real mad and harmony. I know That's she okay. she did all kinds of things to try to see like how would she react? Would she kick me out? Mm-hmm. Would she whatever? And of course, mm-hmm. and so even when she was like so angry and sad and was like, no, of course I'm not gonna kick you out because I know how that feels. So mm-hmm. I'm you know, but please behave. Right. So she only did this for like a week, I think. Mm-hmm. And then she went back and um, decided to take her in. So she's back to her mansion and she tells her people to come pick her up. And um, she's going to live at her house and also hired her at one of her restaurants. So she went into an interview and lo and behold, it's Granny who is interviewing Mm -hmm. her as the like CEO of this company, you know. So Right, right. She did not know who she was. And um, so like a lot of things happened after that. So through Unsung, like living there and also working at the company, you know, the grandma Mm -hmm. is trying to like tell her, you know, her daughter-in-law, her son is has died like at a young age, but they mm-hmm. built up this company together before he died. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, Juan and his sister became a little, you know, spoiled. Um, right. But now she's like, everyone who wants to live here has to work. And so mm-hmm. using that and also uh, blackmailing them and saying like, or else I'm going to give my inheritance to Unsung, you know. And Ooh, she wow. is dead serious about that. Mm-hmm. So everyone has to, like, sort of shape up reluctantly and whatever. And, you know, so things progress from there. And, you know, mm-hmm. I I would say right now that, like, it is worth watching. It is, it is worth mm-hmm. watching. You just have to get through his terribleness. But here's the thing again. He is really terrible. And this show is 28 episodes okay so it's long Oof. but it enabled him to have a realistic change like Mm -hmm. growth it's not Mm -hmm. instant like Mm -hmm. i was when i was at like episode 13 he was still mostly bad only like a little bit starting to be like well Mm -hmm. i guess i was maybe like terrible to her because these things Mm -hmm. happened but i'm like you shouldn't like 
think that only when you knew like terrible things happened to her because of mm-hmm. what you did like because just on its own what you did was terrible okay yeah. yeah right um my i think my biggest problem was just like how would she fall in love with this guy like i right. i don't right i can't see it i don't see it because mm. his terrible actions directly impacted the tragedies that she was dealing with so mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not just you're a bad person it is right. you did bad to me and it mm-hmm. is like egregious right like it's yeah it's not good at all and so i can't see how you would be able to forget that and like more yeah. or less fall in love with him mm. um so i was this is the motivation that i had to like keep going because I was like, where mm-hmm. is the point? Where is that point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What sparked it? And, you know, I, when she started to catch feelings, she was like, no, no, you can't. Like, how could you? Yeah. Like, you can't write this. So it, as well, she should. Yeah. And, but also his, like I said, his growth was believable to me. Um. Mm-hmm. Because it was very gradual and it is through like a lot of hard lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been started with, okay, now I understand that I can't get any money without working and I can't do anything without money. Like mm-hmm. understanding right. the value of money first, just sort of like shallowly, but then really when he got his first paycheck, mm-hmm. he like, bought something for his grandma Aww. and she was like yeah i i see it now like he is starting mm-hmm. to, you know like that is like he has learned a lesson right there mm-hmm. right right um but again it is not instantaneous and it he had to go like he got to go, go through a lot of lot of things to get to that point and mm-hmm. i actually thought that was like really done well and yeah and the show does not at all focus on their romance. So it's not really mm. a romance per se. Um, mm-hmm. The romance is just sort of like part of their journey. But it is mm-hmm. not at all the bulk of their journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her stepmom does some terrible, terrible things. And then mm. Sung Mi, who is the second lead, doesn't start out terrible. But then she just makes bad decisions because she of course Mm. is in love with Juan since she was young and wants to hang on to him and like ends up just making the wrong decision (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was unfortunate because she was like a nice girl before you know maybe not Mm -hmm. in the best relations with Unsung but they didn't really have beef with each other you know Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. she figured out that Juan liked Unsung um Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, the, I mean, the brother is missing, like, most of the show. Okay. So, but that is, like, another thing that gets used in the show in, like, kind of interesting ways, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We don't see him a terribly lot, but then, like, he has a little journey, um, and, you know, it's unexpected but also like i don't know not totally implausible i would say mm-hmm. um yeah so 
for Han Hyoju, I thought um, it is quite a similar character to Anyoung in Spring Waltz, um, yeah. but with like uh, more spunk, you know, much more spunk. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. she definitely tells Juan what's what anytime he is mm-hmm. trying to say some nonsense, and she definitely pushes back with facts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the facts what mm-hmm. happens so it's really nice to see like it's a similar role but i i can see like the growth in mm-hmm. her acting and what she's doing and it's like a much stronger character still lots of crying but mm. you know <laughs> these shows just have a lot of crying right um, right yeah and just lots of friends that we've you know seen a ton of now as well mm-hmm. um in it but um, you know, his sister is annoying and, of course, was in love with Junsei, but uh, what can you do? What can you do? So I would recommend it. I, I would recommend it. I think it's like yeah. a really good story. You know, it's mostly about like, you know, teaching people lessons about the worth of hard work and mm. appreciating people who are working for you. Like, don't mm-hmm. take for granted what you have now, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you have done nothing to earn it. Um, right. So that, you know, I think that's like really a terrific lesson. And they did a really good mm-hmm. job. And grandma is really great in this show. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's very cool. So that is Shining Inheritance slash Brilliant Legacy. <laughs> How did you feel about watching it at a faster speed? Did you feel like it held up to the half faster speed? Did you miss stuff? What did you think? Uh, I thought faster speed was fine because it does yeah. have, you know, a lot of that, like, we're staring at everybody kind of yep. moments, <laughs> like mm-hmm. camera panning to like everyone going, uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it's all right to do it one and a half speed I thought yeah yeah excellent yeah well that uh sounds like I might like it more than I would expect to yeah Well, the next thing we're going to talk about, she did do another, looks like a historical, I know for a fact it's historical drama, mm-hmm. Dong Yi mm-hmm. in 2010, which is another many, many episode one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she has a gap in her drama CV and her uh, dramaography, if you will, of six years until the next one we're going to talk about, which is W colon two worlds, um, which you've heard us mention numerous times because we were buddy watching this show over quite some period of time with our friend, Miss G. Um, so now you're going to finally get to hear our final thoughts on W. So in okay. W, Han Yoju plays Oh Yeonju, who is a surgeon in training uh, with a real annoying boss who's always real mean to her. Um, and her father <laughs> is the author of the most popular manhwa in Korea called with the title W. Mm. So everything kicks off when her father mysteriously disappears while working 
And she goes to like see if she can figure out what happened to her father. And a hand reaches out from the screen, a la the music video for Take On Me from AHA Mm -hmm. circa 1986. I don't know. Uh, And in a much less romantic way than in that music video, drags her into the world of the webtoon where she encounters the main character, Kong Chol, who has been stabbed, is lying on the hotel rooftop in mortal peril, having been stabbed. And since she is a physician, she saves his life. And then the story kicks off from there. So Kong Chol is played by Lee Jong-suk and her dad, is played by Kim Wee Sung, a.k.a. Mr. Monopoly from... Mr. Sunshine? Mr. Sunshine. I, all I could think of was my mister, and I was like, nope, no, sure isn't my mister. Mr. Monopoly from... All the misters. Mr. Sunshine. Right, all the misters. No, he's not not my mister. Mr. Sunshine, he was Mr. Monopoly. That's just what we called him. That's not really his character's name. So... uh. I just want to say up front, this show is not a character-driven show. Like, Mm. this is a show about the story. Mm. If you Mm -hmm. want a show with, like, a lot of character definition, do not look for that in this show. Because this show is about getting the story moving forward. And for the most part, I think they do a really good job of that. Like, every episode Mm. is packed Mm -hmm. with story. Right. Um... You know, I wrote in my notes, Kong Chol is fairly, literally two-dimensional because he's (laughs) just a monma. But I mean, that also, like, you know, I mean, it's a joke, but also, like, he he's the protagonist of a webtoon. Like, he's not meant to be a fleshed-out character. He's meant to be, like, unbelievably, like, pure in his motivations and Mm -hmm. good in his actions. You know, I mean, that's, like, what people are looking for in a character like that. So it sort of makes sense that he's not well fleshed out. Um, Unfortunately, maybe, I mean, I don't know that it really, like I said, it's not that kind of show. But uh, Oyeonju, even though she is a character that exists in the real world, honestly is not too much more fleshed out like Mm -hmm. she you know she Mm -hmm. she does a lot of the same things and is asked to do a lot of the same things Mm. um so the pros of this show the positive aspects uh obviously it's like a it's not a it's a multi-dimensional story of moving back and forth between these two worlds of the quote-unquote real world and then the the world of the manhwa Mm -hmm. and from fairly early on in the story they at least to some extent explain the mechanisms that are at work Mm -hmm. um and they really make it a point to do that which i'm sure that i mentioned in the catch-ups like that was one of the things that i really liked about it early on like they don't leave the audience to just be like what the heck is going on like they actually do make a point to explain it mm-hmm. um and Kong Chol is 
very smart. So he picks up right away on like when something happens, he figures out very quickly like what it is that's happening, which also as a viewer was great because I don't want to spend the time in the drama with them like, what's going on? Let's like, mm. you know what's going on, writers. Like, just have control, figure it out, and tell us. Like, okay. I, you know, I'm not interested in spending a lot of time figuring out the mechanism. Like, just explain to me what the mechanism is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I appreciated that. And it was enjoyable to see, like, then how control maneuvered within what the rules of the universe were to like bring about the ends that he wanted you know he Mm -hmm. was quite smart at like figuring out plans of what to do Mm -hmm. um and there you know some clever twists that came from like his very rapid understanding of the you know of the two worlds um so i really enjoyed all of those parts of it And I think that both of the leads are quite good in it. I mean, like I say, these characters aren't super Mm well-rounded, but, um, you know, there's a lot of emotional things that happen. And I think both of the leads are quite compelling and believable in the midst of like some, you know, pretty bonkers things that are going on. So I think all of those things and the fast moving story are to the credit of this drama. Mm. In the other column, I would say, (laughs) I was a little bit annoyed that Yeonju, you know, again, I mean, kind of like in Iljime, like more than I would like is a damsel in distress. Like she's, you know, she's a physician. So you would think like she's pretty smart, but like she never seems to be able to figure out what's going on. And every time... Kong Chol is like figuring out and explaining it to her and he's not like super condescending about it but at the same time it would be nice to see her have some more agency and not mm. just be always at the mercy of like Kong Chol always explaining things to her yeah um and you know I I said like I really liked how clear they were about the rules of the universe early on unfortunately as the drama goes on they keep changing the rules and they keep mm. adding new rules that like are in contradiction with the other rules and there are things that like even rewatching some of it for today I was like I don't understand how these things you know and i don't want to spoil it because i do think it is worth watching like this is just really a show where you have to be willing to check your credulity at the door and even so like by the end the rules have have really unraveled like i rewatched all of episode 16 P.S. The last episode of this drama, unlike what it says on Vicky, is 16. Episode 17 is a special, mm. like a somewhat behind the scenes special like they do on Vicky. But it is not the last. Like, I just wish that they would fix the labeling of it on Vicky because we were under the impression when we were watching it that episode 17 was going to be the finale and episode 16 is the finale. Anyway, that mm. was, you know, not my not my favorite. Um, but... As I was rewatching episode 16 for today, 
I just found myself sighing so many times and being like, you just have to be willing to just, you know, be like, oh, whatever, you know, by that last episode, because so many of the things are in conflict with what the previously established rules are. Like, what even are the rules at this point? Um, Which is just disappointing, because we Mm -hmm. really enjoy, I won't speak for you, I really enjoyed, I would say, the first 10 episodes, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed and was willing to roll with it. And I would say it's probably around that point, around episode 11 or 12, that like they really start to add a lot of things that are like, wait, what now? Like what new rules are you adding? And, you know, it's just I at the very beginning. And again, I think I probably talked about this on the pod. But if I didn't, like I definitely talked about <laughs> it with Susie and G. Um, and when we started this, I was not too long after watching Vagabond. So that also, yeah. I think, plays into it. But I... uh it's not too much of a spoiler. I'm not sure when it's revealed. It might be as late as episode four or five, but I, I still don't. I think it's not a terrible spoiler to tell you that, like, basically all of these things started to happen mm-hmm. because or what put this in motion is because when Yeonju's father started making the webtoon of W, he didn't have an end in mind. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. he just started it, and he, like, made this character, but he ha- had no story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, I mean, and it, the the drama, like, demonstrates exactly how that went wrong. And, like, a lot of the thing, like, basically everything that follows is a repercussion from the fact that he started without a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and having just been really frustrated with Vagabond once I realized that in W I was like yes this is like about the revenge of the you know the drama lover or the lover of story who like wants things to make sense in the end who says like don't start if you don't have an ending in mind and then I feel like it fell into the same trap like it fell into its own trap of they tried to create this very elaborate universe with mm-hmm. these two worlds which i applaud i applaud their am- ambition but they didn't have it all worked out when they started writing so then they had to just keep like slapping extra post-it notes onto it and mm-hmm. you know it was just sad because it started out so strong and then the mm-hmm. ending just really seems like sort of a nothing burger after all of that mm-hmm. um so you know and i i even rewatching the last episode today, I was thinking about like, does the fact that they tried to be so specific about explaining the mechanism from early on help the fact that they let it unravel at the end? Or does it like mm-hmm. the fact that they were so clear about it actually work against them mm-hmm. when they don't stick to their own rules? Because mm-hmm. even in like the voiceover of even the last episode they're still trying to pretend like the world like the rules make sense like they explain some things in voiceover and you're just like but no because that doesn't (laughs) go with like that doesn't go with the other rule like you can say it in voiceover all you want but that doesn't make it consistent with the rest of the rules that you've established so i don't i'm still on the fence about whether it's 
you know, whether that helps or hurts it ultimately. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I mostly really enjoyed watching this drama. It was just like the sort of unraveling of the rules and the ending were were quite disappointing, ultimately, was how I felt about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with all of that. You know, it really... Um, it really had a very strong start. You know, like we had questions, and it would immediately be answered the next episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they even like did like good recaps every the beginning mm-hmm. of every episode, so you're never like what happened before. You know, right, right. Um, but yeah, like it started having things that they're not really explaining, and there were like certain. There was especially one thing that I really wanted them to explain to me why mm-hmm. that thing happened and they never did satisfactorily mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and then there just became like too many of those mm-hmm. things started yeah, yeah. cropping up. Even with the explanations they try to do, it just didn't really work. Um, but yeah, that whole changing the rules things was like the most egregious thing because when you have supernatural things like this, you rely on those rules to be able to right. like understand or even predict like what might happen. Um, right. So that was a really mm, poor choice by the writers to do that, uh, to be inconsistent yeah. with that. So uh, I don't know. It it was like mostly fun. You know, I, I did mm-hmm. enjoy this premise, especially um, mm-hmm. just they're just, Things that will let you down and um, you just need to come in it with a spirit of it's all fake anyway, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or else it'll kind of drive you nuts if you're like a little too particular about things not making sense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you really have to be willing to just roll with whatever the show right. throws at you, I think, to have the best experience of watching it. Yeah. I was thinking of it and sort of comparing it to um, The King Eternal Monarch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we haven't really talked about The King Eternal Monarch, I think mm-hmm. hardly at all really on, yeah. on the podcast, but that was one of the very first dramas that I watched and we watched it together. And I really enjoyed that. And for the most part, thought they did a really good job of like explaining between the worlds. And then mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. one one thing right towards the end that's like a huge lapse in the rules that they've mm-hmm. established. Um, and you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, but I was trying to, like, it seems more egregious to me in W, and I think it's because in The King Eternal Monarch, it's like one big lapse one time, mm-hmm. and it's a real important for the plot lapse, mm-hmm. um, but it only happens one time and it's towards the end, whereas in W, it feels like past a certain point, like the rules are really unraveling and it feels like the writers are sort of scrambling to, you know, to get the things that they want to happen. They just like make decisions that are going to change the rules willy nilly. So it's over a longer period of time and it's more incidences of like none of them, no single one of them is like as big as the mm-hmm. what happens in the King Eternal Monarch, but it's like cumulatively over more episodes. You're just like, 
as a viewer, I just felt exhausted by like, I just don't even know what the rules are supposed to be anymore. Right. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. how are these things happening that are driving the plot? Like, you know, it's not just incidental. It's like central to the plot. So, mm-hmm. oh, W. I don't even, I think I still haven't given it a rating because I'm still... Like, I'm still not sure. Like, I yeah. really, really enjoyed it until it just started to fall apart, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I think I maybe gave it an eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But for Anhuju, I thought she, uh, I mean, she did fine, but I, yeah. it's probably not the best her best vehicle, you know, but she right, right. is competent and does well. Right. And yes, you know, yeah. I think does, if anything, she is more. better than the material. Yeah. Right. Like she does more than, than is asked yeah. for her. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I think they have good chemistry. You know, I like the mm-hmm. two leads together. I mean, the, the romance is, I, I would say a little bit of a flimsy premise. Like they don't ever really get to do anything that justifies like they're falling in love with each other. Yeah, but yeah. again, it's not about that. Like it's about the story of like what's happening between the two worlds. So mm-hmm. you just got to really suspend a lot of disbelief, as you said. <laughs> yeah. So next, we are talking about Moving uh, that came out this year, recently. Lots of people have just watched it. Lots of raves about it. So many things. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, here we go. So, (laughs) So, Moving is a story about people with supernatural powers. Um, and how they are being used by governments and um, how they want to, you know, protect their children from living the lives that they had to live as sort of agents Mm. of the government. Uh, And so there's a lot of like, uh, well, not a lot, but it's, you know, it is political shenanigans, but it's, I don't know, it's not like a lot of political talk, I would say, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of like, here's a mission mm-hmm. that you had to do, and here's that mission, and here's like other things that happened as a result of that mission, and all these things. So, and the backdrop is sort of um, North and South Korea conflict. So there is, basically, that is sort of like the setup of like, uh, one, there is the like South Korean government who has like this agency that sort of deals with the people with power and with superpowers. And then the main enemy would be like North Korea. So it's like a spy game as well, um, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then, um, but like when we first open the show, we meet these kids in high school. and you just like don't quite know what is happening or like what this setup Mm. is but um Mm -hmm. 
there must be something because these three kids with some special abilities are at the same high school. Like what is, what are the chances? Right. And they Mm -hmm. all come from different places. So we meet them and they like strike up friendships and, um, you know, things get revealed and, and then, uh, I don't know if this is really a spoiler, but, uh, I find it interesting that they structure it this way where we have like sort of the present time. There's minimal amount of like um, uh, flashbacks that inform you a little bit, but not a ton, right? Like right. it's like a snippet right. and you're even more confused a little bit because you're like, but what does that mm-hmm, mean? Mm-hmm. What is What just happened? You know? Right. Um, and then they, towards episode seven into eight, they pivot all together into full flashback mode. So now we are meeting right. all the parents, whereas before mm-hmm. we only have met them a little bit. Uh, right. So now we like see everyone's story from like the beginning. And this like goes on for until I think episode um, at least like 15, oh, 16. It's, it's the whole middle part of yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah. So and then when we come back, uh, things come into head and then we uh, now we have all the information. And so now we're like exploring like what is like sort of the fallout of all these things that have happened all these years and Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. So sorry to be like quite vague, but part this is a show that the I think the enjoyment it also is in this discovery. So Mm -hmm. you know, the suspense is really like part of it and the questions are part of it. And so it's another show that I think it's important to like keep pace. Um, I think, mm-hmm. um, as we said, lots of bloody things. <laughs> There's lots of yeah. fighting. Um, you know, if you're not into that and also, yes, it is not. There's a very minimum dialogue happening in any of these. Um, I think uh, the ones in the beginning are somewhat informative because you then figure out like what he's doing, like what is happening by mm. these mm-hmm, fights mm-hmm. slash killings. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are graphic. They're very graphic. So if you cannot handle that, either plan to, you know, avert your eyes quite a bit. or maybe this is not for you and it is okay you know it's okay Um, and like I said I gave it a 9 out of 10 only docked a point for how much gruesome and gory stuff there is Um, yeah but this is my feeling this is my just my own personal feeling when I was watching it because it is so exaggerated you know everything is like very over the top when it comes to like the blood and the gore but it is not to me very uh realistic um in terms of like this is how people fight you know this is not how Mm -hmm. like everyday people fight it's not because of like people's ability, but also like they're exaggerating what people might do in a fight. 
Um, mm-hmm. And like because of some people's ability, these fights are like to me not very, not even very dangerous because it's very hard to kill certain people. Um, so mm. you know, it is not. It doesn't mean they're not maimed, but also it feels like less dangerous for me. Um, I don't like mm-hmm. to look at it because it is gross. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I I don't feel that like menacing feeling like if you're in like a serial killer situation where they're going to oh, harm wow. somebody and you're just like, no, this is no, you know, like it's super terrible and whatever, like not that this kind of thing is not terrible, but it is so not realistic to me. Like this is so like very uh, over the top and comic booky that it's like. I can, I don't feel, uh, I don't know, like it's that dangerous. I don't know what the word is, but I don't feel as upset by it as mm-hmm. I would by mm-hmm. something that is like, here's a depiction of like somebody, uh, you know, like mutilating a person in like sort of a real mm-hmm. life situation um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know. I could like remove myself from that and feel less, you know, I'm not less grossed out by what's happening, but I don't feel like this is very upsetting because it's like super unreal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that made any sense, but um, I also like averted my eyes a lot. I would say like the last four episode is one big battle. And so, (laughs) you know, I got a little tired of it. A little bit by that time because it was like so much and so long um but overall there's so much great like the the two main teens and even the third teen like their relationship was so cute i just thought their friendship was precious um Mm -hmm. i thought that um there's so much tenderness between the parents and the children. Um, I liked everyone's stories, you know. Uh, yeah, I just really loved when they like went into that mode. Um, and it's very, very human and it's very, very mm-hmm. sweet. And, um, and even the teacher, I loved his story. Um, and mm-hmm. you know how things changed for him I thought that was such a great mm-hmm. story for him um, and I really liked the resolution honestly like I I mm-hmm. thought it was decisive I thought like they actually like showed you both sides of the coin right of that sort of north mm-hmm. and south thing and how high mm-hmm. actually were more similar than you think and I thought that was a really great way to like end that chapter of this story. Um, I would mm-hmm. say they are setting up for a second season with that ending, but also it's mm-hmm. similar to Dr. Brain where if they don't, it's not a big deal. Um, right. But if we do, that would be interesting. I would watch some more of this with a continuation of like what people are doing. I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I want to revisit these characters yeah. is what I would same yeah um yeah yeah so moving really great friends so han hyoju here in a totally different kind of character she Mm. was so great in it oh joe in so 
my OG Opa. He <laughs> is really great in it. I really love seeing him yeah. again. Um, Tate Hyun, who was back in the day so famous for that My Sassy Girl movie, which I've never seen, but nice mm-hmm. to see him. Um, Ryu Sung Bum. I was like, when he was on the screen, I was like, I know you from somewhere. I, I've seen you somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I looked him up. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, one of the few things he's done, because he has not done a ton of dramas, um, mm-hmm. is Ray of Sunshine, which is a drama mm-hmm. he did with Song Hye Kyo. And this is one of the roles Song Hye Kyo did that I really like, because she was totally different from these like cold princesses that she has mm-hmm. then later on become or be casted for. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like mm-hmm. a plucky, poor person, you know, with a good personality. Mm. And just, it was kind of a delightful thing to see. You know, I don't remember a ton of what that show was about, but I remember really liking Song Hye Gyo in it. And, you know, Ryu Sun is in it. And he was great too. Um, and then we see Kim Sun Kyun who we've known from DP, Moon Lovers, and Reply 1988. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is so good in this show. Really loved mm-hmm. his story arc as well. Um, and many, many more. Just so many really great acting oh, yeah. showcases. Yeah. But yeah, I thought like, yeah, I still stand by that. How it like makes me feel is actually quite similar to our blues and how like all these like stories come together and how like you know there is sadness and um other other emotions that people feel that other you know some people might think you should not be feeling if you're this kind of person or whatever you know Mm -hmm. you get pegged and labeled after you know certain attributes or certain things about you and mm-hmm. that is like a shame and should not be and people contain multitudes and want to live lives like other people so yeah I just really liked it I really really enjoyed it yeah I had a much more conflicted <laughs> experience of it I think all of the things that you pointed to as far as like the the Acting is absolutely first rate. The story is super compelling. Like the characters are complicated characters and their relationships are so well fleshed out and like the, you know, the ways in which they're trying to get the same thing, but in different ways. And, you know, I mean, I I really loved a lot of the characters, but the violence was so was just such a huge part of Mm -hmm. this show. And I did not, and I tried the whole way through to understand what the production decision to go for this kind of hyper-realistic violence, Mm -hmm. like why they chose to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I couldn't help but, you know, I mean, I was saying I watched, I rewatched the last episode of Happiness, which is episode 12, Mm -hmm. which is a show that also has a lot of dark things, has a lot of violent things happen Mm -hmm. in it. But the difference is 
they never show the violent things in close up. So you mm-hmm. actually see like the damage being mm-hmm. inflicted close up on someone's face or body the way they do many times in moving. Mm-hmm. Like it happens repeatedly in moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and it's still like the sound design in happiness is still real vivid Mm -hmm. like there there's never any question that like these are very violent acts that are being perpetrated but they don't feel the need to show you up close Mm -hmm. and i just don't really like when you think about the amount of money that has to be spent on a production for them to achieve that level of detail Mm -hmm. in you know in effects um I just really don't understand what is what is gained in the production mm-hmm. by going for that really grotesque level of detail in the violence. I mean, I would almost put I would almost put the violence like just a hair below crime puzzle as far as like the mm-hmm. level of the vividness of the violence. And I, I, I don't understand how it serves the story for there to be so much, such detailed violence in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand why, even though I still thought a lot of the fight sequences were so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, and partly it's, I wasn't watching them. Mm-hmm. So they seem really long because mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for them to be over. I understand from a story standpoint that... Almost every time there's a fight happening, it's between two people with supernatural abilities. Mm-hmm. So the the fights have to be more brutal and go on longer because they're trying to, you know, one defeat the other. And it's very hard to get to that, you know, as you were saying before, it's very hard to get to that point of impasse mm-hmm. because... Like, they both have supernatural abilities. Mm -hmm. So, like, they can both handle a lot more than a regular mortal person would be able to. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I mean, having said that, I just, yeah, I don't. So, like, from that standpoint, I understand it. I just don't understand how the story was served by, like, showing us close-ups of the things that were happening to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, do do you, as someone who did, like, felt like it fit better with the story, like, do you, like, do you have, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but like, I have, I have been thinking about it for days and I have no insight as to how that serves the story Mm -hmm. to have that level of detail in the violence. Uh, I don't, I don't think it really does. You know, in my mind, it's just. This is purely like a production choice, like either a yeah. director's choice or whatever um, that they want to have this stylistically this way. Um, unfortunately mm-hmm. for us, yeah. Like I don't really think there is a correlation between oh we have to do this for the story to be impactful um, mm-hmm. at all. Like obviously there are other ways to do that. Um, but I think this is just purely a stylistic choice that they, for whatever reason, want it, want it to show or want it to use, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
I, I don't know. Um, so that's yeah. my take on it. So it's another yeah. reason why one can like just ignore it <laughs> for mm. the most part because it's not in really like the style of those fights are not integral to um, telling the story because they're not really right. Um, unlike some other fight things in other stories, it's not the fights are not telling the story per se right like right. it's just a vehicle right. to show what these people can do um mm -hmm. so yeah i mm, yeah i don't i don't really think there's anything really gained by this style mm -hmm. for the story other mm -hmm. than people can take so much more beating than others mm. you know right yeah, but uh even that's like not necessary after you've shown that like a couple of times, right? Like you don't have to keep yeah. showing it. Uh, so, yeah, right. I, I, I don't think it doesn't seem to me. You know, I would be interested to see any like interviews with that production team or that director to directly like talk about why is it so violent, um, or why mm. are you choosing this style of violence to show. Um, mm -hmm. I would be interested to know if there's any out there because yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause for me, like towards the beginning when I was still watching things like the level to which the violence was grotesque mm -hmm. took me out of the story. Mm -hmm. Cause now I'm like, you know, disturbed by the images that I've just seen mm -hmm. And thinking about that instead of like, I'm not thinking about what's happening to the characters in the story anymore. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's, you know, it is counterproductive to telling mm -hmm. your story to make it so mm -hmm. hyper realistic like that. Right. But anyway, I'm very much on the fence about how I feel about this show, because like I say, I think that the, the parts that I liked, I really loved about mm -hmm. it. I think there's a lot that's so excellent, mm -hmm. but there's so much violence. I mean, and it's, you know, it just really, like, I was exhausted way before those l last couple episodes <laughs> oh, as yeah. far as, like, you know, I mean, because some of them are, like, legit half of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just like, okay, like, we get it. Like, <laughs> it just goes on and on. Anyway, so, yeah, this is another one, like, kind of like W that I'm not, I haven't given it a rating yet because I just am not, not sure how I feel about it. Um, I mean, I would for sure echo all the things you said as far as recommending it. And lots of people have loved it and, like, don't seem traumatized by the violence. But right. I mean, I'll... I will just say, like, there are images that I cannot get out of my mind mm -hmm. from, like, seeing things super close up that I don't understand why that was necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, why are you trying to gross out your viewers? I don't understand. Because mm -hmm. it's not, like, a gross story. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, mm -hmm. that's for me. Yeah. Moving was a mixed bag. Yeah. And that is valid. It's a valid yeah. feeling to have. 
Thanks, Suze. I mean, I don't regret having watched mm-hmm. it, but I will not be rewatching yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sad about. I mean, I would love those, especially the two main kids. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Oh, I mean, I forgot how much I loved that guy from Run On. And I was, oh, gosh. I mean, he's so great <laughs> in Run On. And he's even more great mm-hmm. in moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just love those kids so much and their relationship and Mm -hmm. anyhow just wish i could take them and put them in another like little teen drama (laughs) where they could be nice to each other and be nice to all the other kids (laughs) so the last show that we're going to talk about from 2021 a slight uh travel back in time is happiness which we both watched at different times on vicky mm-hmm. from 2021 and hanyo ju plays yoon se balm so the whole setup for this show is that at the very beginning of the show we see se balm and jung jung yi hyun meet in high school or i guess they sort of know each other in high school they're not really friends yeah uh, they have a, a memorable encounter that is the start of the show and is basically the start of their friendship. And we're meant to understand that, you know, they were good friends ever since this thing happened in high school that we see at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And then both of them become cops. Um I didn't go back to look this up because it's not really that important. I think she's in like an anti-terror unit. She's in some kind of like elite Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unit. And then uh, he becomes a detective. So they're both cops, but they like don't at all work together. And then there's this opportunity for civil servants to get this housing Mm -hmm. um to apply for this housing but it's only for married civil servants (laughs) so in order to fulfill the qualifications for the apartment they i mean get married legally they get married on paper but they don't have any kind of romantic relationship they're just best friends Mm -hmm. and uh and they move into this building this high-rise building and um then an unfortunate thing happens where all these people start coming down with uh, this illness that essentially turns them into zombies and gives them a thirst for blood. And um, and so the entire apartment block goes into lockdown. Well, the entire country is in lockdown um, while they're trying to contain this illness. And it takes place in a in a world where this is sort of immediately post COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so as is you know pretty unusual for like COVID to even really be acknowledged as a reality in the you know most shows I think in in the West and in Korean shows that I've watched like it's just not a thing mm-hmm. that they deal with at all. Mm-hmm. Um, But in happiness, it's, you know, a thing that happens. So people sort of know their way around a quarantine a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the story is about what happens when people are trapped together under stressful circumstances (laughs) and uh, 
how that can bring out, let's just say, what lies beneath in their mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this show. This is absolutely one of my f- favorite shows. Every time I rewatch any of it, I, you know, I like it just as much. Um, and I think a lot of that is because the two leads are so compelling. Park Young-shik plays Jung Yi-hyun, and they're both so terrific in it, but also the characters are so terrific. Sebaum and Yi-hyun are both smart. They are both stick to their principles. They're both moral people, and they're both good at their jobs. And Mm -hmm. it's just such a, um, you know, it's talking about how in W, Kang Chol is always the one like figuring things out and, you know, explaining it to her. That is not how it works in (laughs) happiness because they are both, they're both smart and they're both, you know, finding out different things because they're not together a lot of the time. And they're such great partners for each other because they both figure things out and they come together and they share the information so they can figure out figure it out even more and um and they just have such a caring relationship Mm -hmm. with one another but such mutual respect and um you know they're good at using their words and it's just such a delight to to see them And in a story with a lot of characters many of whom I would say are morally compromised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the, there, there's a lot that is stressful about watching this show because you really don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But for me as a viewer, I could always feel confident in Sebum and Yi Hyun. You never question whether they're going to do the right thing right. you can question whether it's going to work out or not mm-hmm. um but you know you can have total confidence in our two leads and you know there's no more rootable for leads than than the couple in this show mm-hmm. um and she's just so you know in this show say is so far away from some of the other roles that we've talked about where she's like a little bit wishy-washy or a damsel in distress, mm. like Sebaum is the, <laughs> the furthest thing that exists from a damsel in distress. She is, you know, a badass. Like I said, she's excels at her job, but she's also, you know, exceedingly kind and generous and the way that both of the lead characters see the world like they're trying to see the best in people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really, I really love that about them. Plus, she's like, it's so satisfying to see her like just bring the smack down on some of these terrible, terrible characters <laughs> in the show. So yeah. I, I love happiness. I feel like I love it more every time I watch part of it. Um, and, you know, I'm being a little bit vague about what happens because it's another show with a lot of story, mm, like a lot okay. of things happen. Um, and I, I don't want to spoil it because I think you should watch it. And even if you don't, even if you don't like zombie shows, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's not really gruesome. Um, and like, like I was saying earlier, it has a lot of violence, but I think they do a good job of taking care of the 
of the viewers as far as like there's some terrible things happening, but mostly it's happening on screen. You don't see it happening like in in a close up shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just really, really love happiness. <laughs> it brings me happiness, which I never thought I would say about a like zombie show. Yeah. Um, I also really liked it, uh, even though it almost made me hate it. <laughs> um, at the time, it just felt like um, I was very fatigued by how terrible humans can be to each other, mm-hmm. you know, in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And it just got to be like, is there a light out of this tunnel? Because this, this is just very fatiguing for me. Um, but mm-hmm. I... You know, my favorite part of this is really, yeah, their partnership is so great. There's so much trust between them um, that Mm -hmm. often they don't even have to say anything and they know Mm -hmm. what to do, what the other person is going to do. Um, And so I just really love that energy and they're just so great together. Um, Mm, And just like they are like great people in the midst of like lots of horrible people. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I basically was like, if this goes in one direction, I need to stop watching this. And it did not. And so, yeah, it was it was good. So, yeah, I also really enjoy happiness and would recommend it to anyone. I am not a zombie person for sure. Um, but this is yeah. not about, you know, and it is like right. quite different um, from any other yeah. zombie thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say... You know, not to, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler that a common theme about, uh, about happiness and moving and, you know, many other things in popular culture, most notably, I would say the story of Frankenstein by Mary Shelley Mm. is the people who are called monsters. The ones who are called monsters are almost never who the true monsters are. Mm Yep. Yep. You know, that that is mm-hmm. certainly the case in both of those dramas that people get called monsters and they are not the the true monsters in the story. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Absolutely. Just leave that up to your interpretation. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sue's. Of the shows that we've talked about today, what are your favorite scenes featuring Han Hyoju? Well, I have a few. <laughs> yeah. Or like three. I have three. So one, mm-hmm. you know, in Shining Inheritance, whenever she gets to like talk back to Juan and like give him the facts <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> But there's one particular yeah. mm-hmm. one that I thought was really a sort of turning point for him, too, because she basically said, listen, without your grandma's money, what are you? What do you have to mm. offer the world? Ooh. And it Ooh. struck him down. Like, he was really like, you know, he's spluttering. He's like, oh, blah, blah. I and cannot answer. But then it like mm-hmm. haunted him. That question mm-hmm. haunted him. And triggered some 
you know, starting of like change behavior kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I thought that was like an excellent little scene where he did not expect and he was, you know, going into it trying to scold her for something, of course. And she just, you know, pushes back and just like, listen, mm-hmm. I am actually better than you. <laughs> Because I am contributing to society, but what are you doing? Nothing. Literally Mm -hmm. nothing. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Love that. And then, uh, you know, in happiness, I really love times when she, like I said, their bond is so strong that Mm. they, you know, she just does not waver, even at times where one would. Um, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it could go either way, but she sticks to her guns and, you know, when she Mm -hmm. needs to protect Ihyun, she does. And Mm -hmm. just, I love that conviction in her. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a scene where like, you're not sure, you know, because people have Mm -hmm. talked to her and like tried to sway her and try to like convince Mm -hmm. her otherwise. And she just makes the right call. She makes the right call, mm-hmm. you know. And the thing is, like, she also doesn't know, right? Like how it's going to turn out. But she's like, it right. doesn't matter to me. Like that is not the mm-hmm. factor in what I'm going to do at this very moment. Um, right. So I just thought that was really, really great. Um, yeah. And then in moving, when she meets Huisu for the first time, um, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So her son brings her uh, to her restaurant and gives her the hugest portion of donkats. Mm-hmm. I mean, and mm-hmm. she's just like kind of flustered, like, oh, my son has a friend and it's a girl. And it's like, what? But also like mm-hmm. when she overhears their conversation later is also really very, very sweet. And. Mm. I just really like that moment because I feel like she is mm-hmm. also re-examining like how she is responding mm-hmm. to her son um, and has mm-hmm. dealt with her son's abilities, right? Um, right? I think at that point she also like has a little like, oh, this is like a good point um, mm. from her, from this young person, you know? Yeah. So I really... Yeah that like that little scene like stuck with me a lot so yeah Hmm. those are my what are you also a welcome a welcome point of sort of levity in a series that has a Mm -hmm. lot of heavy points i mean i think a lot of the stuff between the two kids Mm -hmm. is you know light in tone Mm -hmm. certainly earlier on it gets darker in tone Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i think that that whole thing is delightful and a different you know we get to see a different side of her like sort of being uh you know gushing over her son like you were saying like oh my son has a friend he never brought a friend home before you know and usually she's such a protective mom and it's just like a different part of her that we get to see Mm -hmm. it's really fun Mm -hmm. so um my things that I picked are from Happiness, of course, because mm-hmm. it's my fave. Uh, and one of them is the same scene that I already... I mean, it's probably my favorite scene in the whole series. Um, 
that I already mentioned the same scene in the Park Young Shik in our Park Young Shik episode. Mm. Uh, I think they're both just so terrific in it. And so, like, without any spoilers, it's in episode 12. Um, Sebom has been off the premises for reasons. Um, and, you know, she comes back into the building and she's looking for Yi Hyun. And, uh, He's going through some stuff <laughs> and um, she, you know, she comes back and finds him in their apartment and just their reunion is so touching mm. and sweet and there's a lot going on. And both of these actors express a lot with very few words. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, especially Park Young Chick doesn't really have a lot of dialogue in that scene. Mm -hmm. um, but they both, you know, show so much through what she's doing. And, uh, you know, I mean, Sebom's character is, you know, very cool under pressure mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So you, we do see her lose her cool a couple times over the series. But for the most part, like she, you know, she keeps a pretty composed demeanor. Mm -hmm. And in this scene... Like her voice is very calm and her facial expression is very calm, but also you can see that tears are streaming down her face, which is mm -hmm. like, you know, there's more going on than just mm -hmm. like what you can see on the surface. And uh, I just really, really love that scene. And then the other scene that I picked um, is earlier on in that, that same episode when she's trying to get back to the apartment back to Yihyun from where she is. Mm. And um, there's a, a little girl who lives in the building who both of her parents get sick. And so they end up, Sebom and Yihyun end up taking care of her, mm -hmm. uh, you know, while her parents are sick. And then while um, Sebom is out of the building, she has a couple of scenes where she gets to see the little girl's mother mm. and the last one right before she is leaving um and that whole sequence of her like then getting ready to leave the premises because the people where she are don't really want her to leave the premises and uh, just that whole thing is really, really touching and well, well done. Mm -hmm. And then like pivots to being really funny mm -hmm. for a minute, which again, like this isn't a show that has a ton of hilarious things in it. So it's just kind of a relief for that one little thing. This is so super vague. <laughs> just go watch Happiness, people. <laughs> They're all the best. I mean, really, as I was trying to choose favorite scenes, I was like, almost every scene that she's in in Happiness, I think she's just so great. And, you know, I, I love that character so much. She's probably one of my favorite female characters in all of K-Dramadom. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think Han Yoju is so, so terrific in that role. Mm -hmm. So, I love it. Yeah. Well, Suze. Yes. It is now time in the episode for me to ask you anything. <gasps> and you uh, you alluded earlier to the fact that the past two years over Christmas, you and I have both 
watched, not by design, mm. uh, but we have both ended up watching really exceptionally good historical dramas. Two years ago, we both watched The Red Sleeve and got sucked in, <laughs> which brought about our rule of not watching any dramas in progress. Right. Um and then last year we watched Under the Queen's Umbrella. Mm-hmm. I mean, and both of those are just like mm. top notch, could not be better dramas. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you're going to be giving my dearest a try for this Christmas, which is also on my watch list for this Christmas. Mm-hmm. You got to try and keep up the tradition. <laughs> um, but my question is, when you're going to have a you know, some days off coming up, Mm -hmm. what else is on your Christmas watch list? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, um, you know, I feel like I've been watching some pretty heavy stuff. So Mm. I would want something kind of light. And I feel like, you know, like everyone else, Twinkling Watermelon seems like something that would fit that bill um mm-hmm. you know uh lee Young from the red sleeve mm-hmm. has something mm-hmm. out right now that i'm interested right. in seeing which is a park contract park's marriage contract park's marriage mm-hmm. contract yeah um i'm really interested to see that because it's also starring um oh, what's his name john russo no um let me look i don't it remember let me look at Is it the guy from... She, he's uh, from Under, Under the Queen's, the Queen's Umbrella. Umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bay in hmm. is his name. Yeah. So I'm really interested in seeing this one. I haven't really heard much chatter about it, so I don't know um, how people are feeling about this one. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I mean, a lot of things on my watch list are also, like, not very light. <laughs> no. I feel so, like there were so many heavy things yeah. recently. Like, yeah. a lot of the things are, you know, have, like, violence or just dark themes. It's like, I just want, like, something, like, temperature mm. of love. Right. <laughs> How about that, people? Yeah. Um. I want to like just check out sort of these ones that people maybe not have enjoyed that much, but seems mm. to be light enough. So you've seen a Tom caught a time called you, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Would not recommend. Okay. Um, I still will check it out though. Cause I'm curious. Um, but like, I think people didn't like very much destined with you. Is that, am, am I correct? Uh, or maybe it's yeah, like... A, that was also my impression. Yeah. I feel like it's like, maybe this one was a little bit split. I don't know. Um, some people dropped it. Yeah. Um, but I also yeah. want to see My Lovely Liar. Because um, mm. I like those two leads. Um, mm-hmm. But everyone listening is like, oh, save yourself. <laughs> On all these, all these things. But, you know, I just want to like see something... Um, that's like easy to watch. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. But you know, I don't, I don't think, I, I mean, here's what I will say about A Time Called You. Yeah. A Time Called You is not 
difficult to watch as far as like the themes or you know violence or anything like that Mm -hmm. just because it's confusing Mm -hmm. like it is hard to figure out what is and to keep Mm -hmm. up with what is going on in a time called you i would say i mean i am dying to see castaway diva but also it's it's like not as light as one would think it is um Mm -hmm. one um but i really really want to see it and um I didn't really hear a lot of chatter about like strong girl Namsoon either. And I'm kind of like, I want to just check it out to see what it's, what it's like. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are like sort of like current things, like very newer things Mm -hmm. um, that I want to see. I might just pluck out an old thing on my list, which there are Mm. many, many. (laughs) It's true. You know, but uh, you know, it's like a mood thing. But I really hope to watch something kind of light and fluffy and charming. Mm-hmm. You know, something something mm-hmm. good. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just say mm-hmm. I didn't really talk about what Love Temperature is about that much. But the male lead is a chef. Oh. So there's a lot of food in it. Oh. I'm just saying that. Sounds delightful. Always down <laughs> for a food centric um, drama. Really like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's another one I might pick up is like, you know, Junho has one where he's a chef mm-hmm. with. Um, oh, right. Walk of Love. Yeah. yeah. With Jung Ryo one mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll pick that up. Sounds mm-hmm. also maybe at least the food would be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's one that's been on my list forever mm-hmm. good thinking abe lincoln yeah. well <laughs> listening friends uh do you have suggestions for things i mean this episode is gonna come out the day after christmas oh. uh this episode is going to come out December 26th, so we'll still be in the midst of our Christmas viewing, our Christmas break viewing. Mm-hmm. If you have some suggestions, we are always interested in the suggestions of our online friends. Mm-hmm. Susie, how can they send us suggestions? Well, you can send it to us on Instagram at Onis on Opus Pod, and yeah. Love suggestions because I often get decision paralysis looking at my super long, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. long list. <laughs> list of things to watch. So it's nice if one can narrow it down a bit. So yeah, give us your yeah. suggestions. Do you have some fluffy suggestions in the midst of this year where it feels like a lot of things were pretty good but heavy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, also, if you have, if you can explain to me the artistic <laughs> reason why it was compelling to have such vivid violence in moving, I am willing to entertain your ideas. Because <laughs> um, I really, you know, I'm so curious. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to segue this back into... Talking about opas, but you know that's <laughs> but that's what we like to do is talk about opas. I mean, I'll just say 
We like to talk about opas. We like to talk about lots of other things, too. Mm-hmm. We spent three and a half hours talking about Hanyo Ju. She's not an opa. But at the end of the day, the things that make us watch the dramas, a lot of it comes down to the opas. Because, as Kim Sun Young said in Reply 1988, Because they're handsome. You call them Opa. That's what we do here on this show. You can call them what you want. You're the boss of you. Yeah. <laughs> but until the next time that we have another episode, we hope you'll join us again then. And until then, Anyang. Yeah. <laughs>